0: Welcome back to another episode of the We Love Gaming podcast, and it is the end of the year. Twenty twenty one is finally over. Well, just about. We got a couple of days before Christmas, um, and then we got that New Year's, and uh, you know, twenty twenty one's been a mess, man. Uh, a whole lot of pushbacks and shit. Uh, <laughs> stuff is crazy, but uh, we got a couple of games that we ended up playing this year, so uh, we got a top ten list for you. And uh, this one is going to be curated by all three of us. So we're going to have uh, each of our games, you know, three of them for each rate that we give it for our ones and then uh, all the way until number one. Uh, we also have some honorable mentions as well as uh, a couple of games that we wish we got a chance to play this year. Um, but all that and more. Stay tuned. I am your host, Ali Sovereign, and uh, of course, I have these five young gentlemen with me Sir
1: Knight, Mark Elias, Yo, what's up, guys? How you guys doing? What's good? What's good?
0: Doing good, man. So, uh, you know, like I said before, we got this top 10, and uh, I know you guys have been playing games and whatnot. Uh, i just been playing more Halo Infinite, you know, real <sighs> quick. What have you guys been getting into?
1: Pretty much. I haven't played any games except for Halo Infinite as well.
0: Okay. What about you,
2: eh? I'm like right on the brink of finishing Cyberpunk 2077. Like I'm probably like okay. one hour away. I'm in the final mission. I had to stop it to get back on here for the podcast, but I was just about <laughs> to tell it before I jumped on here. So nice, uh, nice, nice, nice. Maybe tonight I'll finish that. If not tonight, then tomorrow for sure. So okay.
0: All right, for sure. So um, like I said before, uh this is the top 10 games of 2021. Uh but before we get into our list. Um, we wanted to go ahead and say the games that we wish we had played for 2021. Uh, so who wants to go first?
1: I'll, I'll start. All right, go so for it, The first game that I wish I played, this is a, a series that I love so much, man. On the 360, me, my brother, my dad used to play Forza so much. I love the Forza games. So Forza 5, that was a banger in my opinion. Based on the reviews and you know seeing and talking to people playing it, so I wish I got a chance to play it. I downloaded it. It's been sitting on my PC, collecting dust on my hard drive. Man. So that's one of the first games. The second game is uh the second game is oh, I'm drawing a blank. Oh min uh Age of Empires 4. So that's another oh. one that I downloaded. I oh, played man. the intro. I like, you downloaded it. But you know, I didn't get enough time with that. That's another game that yeah. you know I'm a big fan of. Those. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next game is a is a series that I just barely got into like a year or two ago, which is the farming simulator mm-hmm. games. So the farming simulator <laughs> 22, that one just yeah. came out and it looks, dude, uh, dear,
2: it, it look
1: it looks, it looks really good. It looks yeah. pretty cool. Cause those are games you just relax and play, man. You don't mm-hmm. gotta, you know, after a long day you come home, and play. So right. I, and I'm just gonna keep it simple. The last one is Death Loop. I really, really, really wish I got the chance to play that. Since my daughter's been here, man, it's been like slim pickings for me. I kept um, telling
0: you to slide through, man, so you could borrow it. I should have just pulled up and just dropped it out to you, man. It gave you a chance, right?
1: Yeah, man. That's one man I've been wanting to play because I know it's not a super long game, mm-hmm. but it's a you know it's an amazing experience. So uh oh, and and of course I can't forget Resident Evil. I'm a fan of those. I want to play Village. Um All right. But, yeah, the more I think about it, dude, the list is, is, is getting bigger, as I think. So I'm just going to stop right there. Those are the five games that are not going to be – oh, on It Takes Two. I wanted to play that one with my wife you and you guys.
0: That's a but, long backlist, man. You got to catch up, bro.
1: Yeah, so I'll just stop there because I feel like this list could keep going on. So, Ray, you're up next. What would you wish you could play?
2: <laughs> yeah, so I got four listed. But, yeah, things just always continue to rise in my head. But, like, first and foremost, out the gate – I really regret not having worked harder at trying to play It Takes Two with you, Marcus. Mm-hmm. Like, that's probably my biggest regret of the year, is not getting a chance to play that game, especially because it won game of the year this year at the Game Awards, and uh, I didn't get a chance to play it. So, like, that's yeah, one of my major regrets. Um, my second major regret is, after hearing how much you loved it, is not having to get a chance to play Resident Evil 8 Village. So, that's a real bummer on my part. I really really wish I could have got a chance to play that game, especially because you seem to really, really like it. It And um, a lot of people talk about how it's different than the other Resident Evils, like 7 and stuff, and that Mm -hmm. they really liked it a lot. Um, But that's uh, interesting because I didn't put as much emphasis on it because I thought it was more like 7. And even though I like 7, I was just kind of like lollygagging on playing 8 because... I wasn't in a rush because as much as I like 7, I know it's a scary game. And I kind of like if there's something else to play, I kind of would just rather play it than a scary game. But it sounds like it wasn't really in that vein as much as it was in 7. So I think I would have really, really liked it. I have a feeling I would have loved it and I didn't get a chance to play it. So Yeah,
0: it was kind of like a whole different vibe. And then I also think that because you know it's some bullshit in 8, like you can expect like the bullshit before it's coming like you know some wolf or some shit is going to pop up so you kind of ready for it but i felt like the they had like a different scare tactic in 7 like they were yeah. just they were trying to catch you off guard in 7 for sure
2: yeah so i really wish i could have got to play Resident Evil 8 and then um Guardians of the Galaxy uh i didn't get a chance to play that either even though i actually you bought it though right that. i bought it on black friday so i do own that game and I will get a right. chance to play it maybe over this break. I'll probably fire it up over this break after I finish um, Cyberpunk. As soon as you finish. Even though know, yeah. Able A is right there, too. I don't know which one to play next. Um, I say Knockout eight,
0: man. You can knock out eight in the weekend, bro. And then yeah, get right into the other one.
2: Yeah. And then the last one I'll say that I wish I got a chance to play um, was a little indie game called Inscription that supposedly everyone really, really raved about. It was like a little um, kind of dark fantasy card game. That people mm-hmm. really liked. I think it was up for a few nominations for game of the year, and I never got a chance to play that one. So those are the four games that I wish I had played in twenty twenty
0: one. Right, right, okay. Um, those are all the awesome, man. Oh, uh, so for mines, um, the first one for me was Kenna Bridge of Spirits, man, because I was looking forward to that game a lot. And then just with like, uh, I think Deathloop came out, and then I was just enjoying Deathloop so much. Um, it kind of pushed back like the games that I was going to play or whatnot, or that I would have gotten instead. And so it was kind of like one of those things where I had to make a choice. Like you know, it's like Deathloop or Kenna. I-, I couldn't re- really get both, so mm-hmm. um, I ended up. That's the exact. Know, back, you know, that's the exact
2: yeah. conundrum we talked about when they made the delay. Is that that would yeah. happen? And uh, for sure, it did, it did so, for you. Yep.
0: Yeah, I mean, Talking I know that, that you shows. you bought Deathloop, right? Right.
2: Yeah, I played. You Kenna, League too. League too. Yeah, right, I right. But
0: you bought League. Kenna. You bought, you bought Kenna later, and you got that on one the on, deal, the, on the on discount, the right? sale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So, I didn't buy yeah, I didn't it. Didn't buy it in August, August
2: either. So, right, right.
0: Yeah. So. So yeah. So um. So I definitely wanted to play Kenna. I'm I'm hoping that maybe I'll I'll be lucky and and get blessed with like a gift card or something like that for uh Christmas, and I'll be able to kill it like right before, you know, twenty. 20- or whatever, because mm-hmm. I had like a little bit of time, almost done with Infinite, but um, another one was uh, Far Cry Six, man. Um, you know, I loved the uh everything that I saw from the villain, and I've always liked the Far Cry uh games, mm-hmm. and it just seemed like one of those that I would have had plenty of time to play. Um, but you know, you know, games line up, and it's just like I don't, I don't got the sixty-five or the seventy or whatever to throw towards it, so I, I end up having to push it back. So um, I'm hoping that I might be able to catch Fry Cry Six on like a deal or something like that. Maybe I'll be able to get it next year or something. But mm-hmm. that's what I'm hoping I'll, I'll get a chance to play it. You know, at some point. And then uh, as well on my list uh, was It Takes Two. Like we just kind of dropped the ball on that one, man. Uh, we we did, know, man. All three of them. and they were they were telling us that it only you can only you only needed to buy one one person had the game for it in order to be able to play it. And then it even – the bitch even came out for free on, on the Game Pass, and we still didn't get a chance to play it. It was just so many other games that, you know, could have been playing, and then you had schools things like that, so sometimes it just doesn't work out, you know. Um, and for the very last one for me was Store. Door. Um, that was like an indie game, and uh, it seemed like it was a really fun game. I, I believe it got good reviews or whatnot on it, um, yeah. but it was one that I was uh, interested in checking out, and I just – I just never uh found a way you, you know to it. You know I mean? So it. Yeah. um maybe it's one of those things that I'll be able to catch later, or if they end mm-hmm. up putting it on Game Pass, I'll definitely be able to play it. Um but yeah, so those were like my four um games that I, w- I wish that I played for 2021.
1: Yeah. Um, I just got one quick one. Um yeah. so I bought Cyberpunk. I played it for about two hours, but I was thinking that this next gen port was always gonna come. So I never really invested yeah. more time on it, yeah. but you know, now yeah. I'm more limited on time. Before I had way more free time, so I really wish I would have just played it because honestly, on the PS5, it looked really good, it played mm-hmm. amazing. Like mm-hmm. I feel bad for mm-hmm. some of the reception because on, on the PS5, there's no no bugs that I experienced in two hours. There probably is some, mm-hmm. but it plays it plays really good. Ray, mm-hmm. does it still run pretty good for you? On on uh you playing on the Xbox or yeah, It runs
2: great. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 a few little tiny bugs here and there. But nothing, I haven't crashed once. I haven't had any game-breaking glitches once. Um, nothing's, like, been Catawampus terrible on my screen um, at all. Mm-hmm. So I've really been enjoying it. My only complaint was just the, like, the immersion break sometimes with the um, people in the world. Um, they kind of, like, panic over little things. And, like, they kind of all panic. Like, even a guy, like, you know, way down the block for some reason, like, he panics too and like was like crossing in the corner or like i might walk into a building and like there's a guy crashing in the corner it's just there's a little tiny immersion breaks that are just not fixed but the right. uh as far as the gameplay goes as far as like the um the storyline and the smoothness of the frame rates it's a solid 60 fps like constantly for me so nice um no complaints at all i think it's cool. definitely playable okay. now that's good. Yeah, I was
0: kind of like it like uh, in the same position with you, Mark. Like I I bought it like round like when it first came out and I was playing it out of it even with like the glitches or issues or whatever that they had because I had a pro. So it wasn't like that prominent on like on my console. But um, you know, I stopped it at a certain point once I had the 5 because I was just like I want to experience like PS5 like you know I want to I want to get that experience. So mm-hmm. I want like the best that I could possibly get. So I've put that that game on the uh on the back burner, you know, and it, I, I still haven't finished it, but you know, I, I want to, you know, so I'm thinking I'm probably just going to you know play it as soon as I I have the chance like where I don't have much of a backlog for anything that I actually have, not that I had to purchase, but that I actually have. And then I'm just going to put time into playing the rest of it. So yeah. But all right. So that was some some solid uh things. It looked like there was a couple on there that, that we each like had that was kind of similar to each other and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But um you know let's let's get into this uh this top games of 2021. Um so we're gonna start off with number 10 and um I guess I'll go ahead and and open up first with it. But uh for for number 10, my top 10 games of 2021 uh number 10 was Biomutant. Um, oh, I, thought was, uh, I thought that it was. I thought that it was this game for what it was. I feel like, like when I look at my catalog of games that I got to play this year that actually came out this year, um, you know, it was it was one of those games that caught a lot of flat, You know what I mean? Like it, it I I rated it pretty damn low um, when I first uh, got it and was playing it. Um, but then I saw like some of the changes and things that they made on it. Um, To like upgrade it and they did that shit pretty quick um, to try to give it a a little turnaround. Um, I did think that the world uh, looked really dope, and they had a lot of cool ideas and stuff like that I think they could have definitely implemented a few things a lot better. Um, But I think that uh, had I just like, uh, gotten it like Right after that little upgrade or whatever, I probably would have spent some more time with it. Maybe if they kept adding things to it, I would definitely play in that world. But you know, they kind of made it so that it was kind of like a a one a one stop type of type of thing. You know, it was just like you play it and then you, you know you're done. At least for me, that's how I felt. But um, but yeah, man. So I thought that it wasn't like the best of the best game. That's why it's at number ten. But, you know, I felt like because I did put time in it and I did like the ideas of it and stuff like that and how I played that it should at least get a spot
2: on my list. So yeah, uh, you, really, you, about- really, you really enjoyed that game.
1: <laughs>
2: I struggled. Yeah, with I mean, too. I, I, have, I know, like, you really liked it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, once you once you got past like some of the quirks and stuff like that, you know what I mean. It was like, I I put time in it. Like I I enjoy playing yeah, it. Uh, yeah. I definitely think they could have done things a lot better, but that's why I said number ten. But what about you, Mark?
1: So at my number ten is Back for Blood. Man, I had high hopes for this game, but it did deliver on most counts. Um, The first count being fun. This game felt like a true um, you know, Left 4 Dead game. It played buttery smooth like the previous games. The guns felt very weighty and realistic. Um, all the guns felt different from each other. You know, some shooting games, there's like one OP gun, but I felt like this game did a good job at making guns good for certain uh, scenarios. And the the customization in this game was incredible. There's a There's like a deck system where you can unlock and earn cards and as you progress through the, the, through the levels you get more cards so the longer you play the stronger you can kind of get to kind of match the difficulty and you know the encounters of the game so this game was you know really good it would have been much higher on my list if they would have had mods because left for dead uh, two that's a game that you know i still play with cousins and family and friends we play you know all these crazy Disneyland mods. We play Lord of the Rings mods. Um, There's just all these cool mods, but this game doesn't have mods. So that was kind of a letdown. The longevity of this game, I don't really see it having that, you know, um, long life like the previous iteration of the game had. But, you know, I have high hopes for them. Who knows now that they're owned, you know, by Tencent, maybe they have some monetization. Maybe it's going to go free to play and maybe, you know, who knows? But, this is my number 10 back from blood.
2: Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. I do think like that was one thing that I was we were talking about um, when you played it. I was wondering, like, it doesn't seem like there's longevity. And you're like, there really isn't. And you mentioned mods and how you thought that would add longevity. And uh, yeah, I do think that's the biggest flaw. Like, it looks like a lot of fun, but it's a short fun. Hey, it's not something you got to keep playing all year long, you know? Yeah.
1: So, sure. Absolutely, man.
2: All okay, right, Ray, what well, you got? Uh, my tenth favorite game this year. Um, this was tough for me, man. It was hard picking number ten because I mean <laughs> I played quite a few games and like it was tough. Like I played some good games this year, but my number ten favorite game. So I just want to say this isn't no slouch. Like I really enjoyed this game, and uh, like even the game that's like eleven and twelve, I enjoyed that you, don't, that you won't get to actually hear about. But uh, I really enjoyed. Um, so my number ten game is Kenna. Um, nice. So- that's my uh, that's my tenth favorite game of the year. Damn, ten so, though. <laughs> yeah, it didn't quite deliver um, my highest hopes, but I think it I think it was a great entry for that studio of Ember Labs. Like, I'm really really impressed with the visuals. I'm really mm-hmm. impressed with the uh, fluidity of like uh, the world. Like the world's very fluid, you move through it very well. Um, it's adorable, like a movie, like it's well written in that regard. Like you see the way, like the way they have those little Brock guys like interact with you, and the mm-hmm. way they interact with the world feels very, you know, smooth and professional, like a Pixar movie. Um, I just don't think that there was enough enough depth for me in the combat or the RPG elements to really get me like mad crazy excited. You know, like uh, the exploration was pretty straightforward and simple. So where it was strong, it was very strong. And then where it was weak, it was kind of you know pretty weak for me. Um, but I just want to say, like, it's not like a broken game. It's not a flawed game in any way. It's it's, it's very polished. Uh, I'm really impressed with what they did for their very first game ever. Like very impressed with the polish of this game. And yeah. it's it's so well polished that it's verging on triple A quality in its polish, in my opinion. So, like this game has um, got incredibly beautiful visuals. Um, the Little Rock guys are absolutely adorable. I think we were right to pick it for best art direction this year. Um, although, I do think there are indie games that are better than it this year, in my opinion. Because it won mm. Indie Game of the Year. And right. I do think there are some indie games that are better than it this year. But it, it's really, really good. And I do think if you, any of you played it, you'd have, you enjoy your time with it. It's just not, doesn't quite got the depth to make it like a masterpiece, in my opinion. You know, they're right. amazing. So uh, Kenna, that's my number ten game
1: this
0: year. Nice. Yeah, that's a solid picks. Um, yeah, I mean, I I definitely uh, played back for blood, and I enjoyed it to an extent. But um, you know, I'm not I'm not really like a huge like zombies uh, shooter type of fan and whatnot. And I, you know, of course, I wanted to play Kenna. So you know, those were definitely some solid picks. Um, so yeah. So Mark, why don't you go ahead and start us off with your number nine?
1: All right, so this game uh, really caught me by surprise. Uh, it came out for the Switch in December 2020 and also came out, I think, a couple months ago on the Xbox, but it's Dicey Dungeons. So this Dicey Dungeons is a very simple game. It's a, it's kind of like a, I guess you could call it a roguelike deck builder type of game. Um, mm-hmm. It has a really funny theme. You're kind of trying to escape, not escape, but you're trying to like, you're trying to, as you progress the game, you always get to spin a wheel to try to see what you win. But unfortunately you never win. You're always kind of stuck just playing through the game. And, uh, wait, is, okay. I was like, what the heck is this? <laughs> is this dungeon? Uh, go a little further. There we go. Here we go. All right. So, so pretty much the premise of the game is you pick a class and then you advance through these levels and these levels kind of look like shoots and ladders slash a little board game. So it's a, mm-hmm it's like a, you don't really have much options but you unlock new abilities you unlock new cards you can upgrade abilities and every and combat is just all rolling dice so it's um just, it's, it's just like, all dice, dice. dice. It's yeah it's like all deck
2: builder looks
1: like yes yeah so it's a deck builder roguelike so as you progress through the game you unlock different classes you start off with the warrior who's kind of straightforward um you know just trying to put the highest dice on the table, do the most damage. But, you you know, you can unlock different classes that are more RNG-based. But it's really cool because you have an inventory, and as you upgrade items, they take up less slots so you can get more items and abilities. And it's just a really cool, you know, really cool little um, game to pass the time. So it came out on the Switch. I think it it's perfect on the Switch. I know it recently came out on Game Pass for the Xbox so uh yeah so you know it, it would probably be pretty dope on there too but on the on the switch this is perfect i mean it's a perfect lightweight game that's really fun it has a lot of replayability um and you know the art is just incredible so this was a game that really surprised me dicey dungeons for my number nine hmm.
2: okay all right I, think I downloaded one- that game but i get a chance to play it so um yeah, That's I've funny.
0: seen it on the Game Pass list, but I hadn't I hadn't checked it out. I think I was getting confused with that other Dice game. I can't remember what the name of I it is. I didn't was. realize
2: that it came out in December last year, so that was definitely, definitely a 2021 game that I should have tried. So, yeah, awesome. Yeah. What about you, Ray? What you got for your number nine? Oh, my number nine game this year for me was Metroid Dread. Okay. Yeah, this is my number nine game um, this year. Um, I, I, I didn't really enjoy it at first. It wasn't until I got the, um, walkthrough that I really did have a good time with this game. Cause when I first started playing this game, I just could not for the life of me really follow where I was supposed to go next. Um, I was going, I was losing my mind, having to backtrack as much as I had to. Um, I just wasn't getting or understanding the Metroid Dread vibe. Which is like shoot everything, basically shoot everything. Things blow up and break all the time, and that helps you progress. Like I just wasn't getting it. There was no teleport system, um, but once I started following a guide, like I really started enjoying. Um, so I'd play for as long as I could, and then when I got stuck, I just look at a guide and get myself to that portion, and I'd play as long as I could. And I was really loving it in my experience with it. It made the progression much more smoother for me. Um, it, felt like, it felt like a proper progression rate, and I really enjoyed um, the combat. I felt the gun shooting was a lot of fun. Um, the feel of the world was a lot of fun. I liked the voice acting of the uh, AI robot that's like, helping you through the world. Um, I thought that was pretty immersive. Um, yes, yeah, so I really enjoyed my time with this. I liked the, some of the, the uh, boss fights for quite a bit of fun. Um, there were a few pretty awesome fight encounters that were really cool. That I enjoyed. Um, I never felt like they were unfair. I always felt like I could figure them out and uh, defeat the bosses, you know, at a pretty um, consistent rate. Um, so it was just really well balanced. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very good Metroid, Ca- uh, Castlevania game. You know, um, I definitely think it deserves being mentioned on my list.
1: Nice. Okay. Yeah. For what sure. about you, Godly? What's your number uh, nine? So
0: yeah. So for my number nine, uh, I decided to pick Outriders. Um, when I, uh, think about that game, you know, uh, I played quite a bit of hours on that. Now, uh, granted, I had a lot of complaints about it when it first came out with the shaky camera and, and all of that shit, you know, um, there was a lot of grindy, um, you know, nature to that game, uh, worse than some of the other games that I had played, you know, when trying to compare it to like me or, or something like that, you know, it was just like, you know, like, damn, like they, they really want you to do like a lot to get a little. Um And, uh, you know, since since uh, I originally played it, they've they've uh, upgraded it quite a bit, uh, making it a little bit more friendly for you to want to play it. Uh, but I've kind of already I'm already past that point. You know what I mean? But I put like a lot of hours into it. I, I know I put like over, you know, maybe almost 30 hours or so into that game. So, you know, trying to get the the different weapons and trying to get these uh, mythical, <laughs> almost seem like mythical armor pieces because it was so hard to find certain ones. And then... Um... You know, finding like a cheat and then or like a hack and trying to like run that hack over and over again until I had options. You know what I mean? All of that that chase was like fun when you were able to figure out like, oh, I can cheat the system this way because they're robbing us of time so much. Like <laughs> I'm gonna do this over and over and over again until I get all the pieces I need to be able to try to, you know, make a build or something like that. Um, but you know, what I mean I, I logged plenty of plenty of time on it. And so that that makes it that deems it worthy enough to be put on a list, you know what I mean? Because I definitely would not have played it if I didn't think it was, was good. You know what I mean? Like I, I wouldn't have given it any time. So yeah, um, I bet you it was a
2: lot more than 30 hours. I know I put a lot more than 30 it hours.
0: Might've been, it might've like, been, it might've been way like more than uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did enjoy it too. I didn't enjoy yeah. it too. With all its flaws. It's such a flawed game, but it was still fun in, in its own right. I just kept coming back and playing it more. Yeah, I think, I think it was, like, we were kind
0: yeah. of, like, an avoiding and kind of missed, like, that type of co-op shooter game, yeah. you know what I mean? So, um, you know, it just, like, was one of those things where, like, you know, you can kind of deal with, like, some of the glitches and the different issues that it had um, just to be able to, you know, play it with your friends and have some fun, you know what I mean? And, you know, the challenge was real. Like, it was a real challenge because of the different stuff there. And some of those glitches made it even more tough. You know, but it was kind of like you were willing to accept that challenge,
2: you know, because it's just like you just wanted to try to get better and whatnot in it. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and the loot chase was fun, too, man. It was the, the the gear was really fun in this game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The gear was pretty dope, you know, playing with the different abilities and things like that. I, I really like the uh, the abilities and stuff and being able to kind of like you know, that that build type shit, you know, where you could just, like, form, like, a whole bunch of builds, and then they're able to, like, chain off of each other and make you, like, really wicked strong. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, so I, I had fun. So that's why uh, Outriders made my number nine. Nice. So, yeah. So, um, good, choice. good choices. Yeah. So, uh, Ray, go ahead and start us off with your number eight.
2: Okay, so my eighth favorite game this year was um, Tales of Arise.
1: Nice. Solid pick.
2: Yeah. um, This game has a lot of good things going for it. I really liked a lot of things about this game. Um, I enjoyed the combat. I enjoyed the uh, journey. Um, I enjoyed the abilities that you earn on your way. Um, I enjoyed the writing. It was really well written. The dialogue didn't feel childish at all. It felt very, very well written. Um, the art style was absolutely gorgeous, especially for like that anime style. Um, this game was a ton, a ton of fun. The only thing that I really can say that frustrated me, there were two things that frustrated me. One was the grind. The level grind was like really intense, and that kind of like makes it difficult for me to really. Um, you know, make this like an amazing masterpiece level game because the mm-hmm. grind was really intense. And also I didn't think that the boss fights like matched the, um, the journey to get to them. So like, as you're fighting through enemies and stuff along the way, uh, you feel yourself getting stronger, you're learning how to fight. And then when you get to the boss fights, they just kind of like hammer you like down to the ground and you just get your okay. ass whooped. And it's like, mm-hmm. it was like a disconnect. So it wasn't experience. enough prep. For the main boss, I don't think the game did a good job of like preparing you for the boss fights, or what they made you think you were doing a good job at wasn't actually good enough to progress past the boss fights. There you basically had to
0: grind enough. for the peons to like
2: one shot the peons, and you were probably ready for the boss, then right? Yeah, there was, yeah, there was like this massive disconnect because normally in the game, you're like, you know, you go into a zone, and if you're getting your ass beat, you know, you're not ready for that zone, you're definitely not ready mm-hmm. for the boss. But like you go back and you grind a bit and you start to get really the the guys in the zone get much easier. You're noticing that you can you can handle the zone. And then the boss is kind of like in turn, like the boss is a little harder than the zone. But if you were able to get to the zone then you should be able to beat the boss, that's like a normal standard. But in this game, I felt like there was like a little bit of a disconnect, especially a couple of the bosses, man. They were like really, really hard, even at the point where on one of them, I had to switch the game to easy. I couldn't, I couldn't beat the boss. (laughs) And if you don't beat, and there's no, there's no checkpoints. And these bosses have massive health pools, dude. Like Mm. they're like 20 minute, 25 minute fights. So it made you swallow your gamer pride, huh? 25 minutes. And like, if you don't beat them, you'll see you spent like 18 minutes, almost a half hour and you die. You got to start that whole fight over again. So I was like, nah, man, there's no way that I'm doing that. Um, I switched it to easy on one of the bosses. Yeah. And I, God, I was happy I did because I was able to keep playing. Like, I just wasn't able to, like, continue through that boss. But then I was able to keep playing, and I was able to enjoy the game that I liked more, right? Like, I went to the next zone. I was crushing the enemies in the zone. I'm like, I don't know why. I feel like I know, I feel like I know how to play this game. But the bosses, they just have, like, such massive hit pulls. And they have a few, like, unfair abilities that, will, like, one-shot you. And there's, like, nothing you can do about it. And there's, like, a oh, damage check where, like, if you don't damage him enough in time, I was like thinking to myself, this is impossible. Even when I switched it to easy, I still couldn't get the damage enough to cancel his big attack, even on easy. But the thing was, on easy, it didn't deal as much damage to me, so I was able to withstand that attack. But even on easy, I wasn't able to deal enough damage to. It was like the the damage check or whatever to to make him you know flinch or whatever to avoid that attack he was charging. Um, So that's really my only complaints. Otherwise, this game is really cool. It's a lot of fun. I definitely recommend it. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. They did a great job on this game. The developers, kudos. Um, Just a couple mishaps for me that made it fall a little bit lower on my list. Mm -hmm. So that's my number eight.
0: Yeah, that's nice. That's probably one of those games that I would probably add another one to. One of the games that I wish I got a chance to play for twenty twenty one because I I didn't come across that game. You know, I played the demo though, but that was about it. You know, I was just playing other stuff. It was a lot but, of fun, man. Yeah. yeah,
1: same here, dude. That game so, looks sick.
0: Yeah, so I guess I'll go for uh for my number eight. Um, I actually put Returnal for my number eight. Um, I thought that that was a beautiful game. Uh, I thought that the sounds were amazing. I thought that it was a hell of a fucking challenge uh, to play that game. And I put quite a bit of of, uh, time into it, you know, not not as much as Outriders or anything like that. But I enjoyed the time that I played it. And I thought it was uh, an extreme challenge. And I was up for the challenge. It's just that, you know, so many other games were coming out. And I kind of like, I feel like, Returnal was like forcing you to spend a lot of time because you have to do so much to get past a biome. And then, uh, you know, it's, it's like one playthrough. So if anything happens, you might lose your whole position. And that happened to me before. And, um, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you do all of this work and you get to one area and then you might die. And then it's like restarting it over again. So I, I did enjoy the gameplay. Um, I thought that it was, a uh, a cool way to, to do that game um, and whatnot. I, I I thought that it was still, you know, good enough to be on my list of the top of the top 10 um, that I played. Um, it's just that I, I I lowered it a little bit because I wasn't, I wasn't mentally willing to just like say, I'm not going to play any other game. I'm just going to play Returnal until I beat it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't give it that much energy. So I feel like because it didn't, it didn't make me desire to put that much energy in it that it still needed to be mentioned, but it would just, you know, be lower on my list. You know, there was so many other things that I just wanted to play besides Returnal. And, you know, unfortunately that's, that's how it is, but I did want to give it a chance, you know what I mean? Because of all the, uh, you know, the different things that we had seen, you know, there was some people that really hated it and there's some people that really loved it and, you know, diehards on it. But um, yeah, so, you know,
1: number eight, Nice,
0: nice.
1: All right. So for my number eight, man, this game was honestly a banger. Should have been higher on my list, but it's unpacked. And I'll tell you why it's not higher on my list. All right. So first off, this is just a simple little dinky indie game. The reason why I played it is because I looked up how long it took to play the whole game. And you could play in about like three to four hours. So I was like, all right, you know, I could probably knock this out in a couple sessions. So the game starts in your childhood home and you're kind of you, I guess you just moved for the first time and the game progresses, you go from, you know, living with your parents to living in a dorm in college to buying your first, you know, house slash condo to having a family and moving to a bigger house. So it's a really cool progression from, you know, being a kid to being an an adult one cool thing too is you, there's like these iconic items that stick with you your whole life so it kind of makes you feel like hey well, you know i have an item like this that i've been having since i was a kid like it it, it honestly it brings like a lot of emotions like just rethinking you throughout your life it, but uh, you know um other than the feelings it's a really cool game that if you if you're ocd i'm kind of ocd like you'll have a lot of fun with this like for example, like you're unloading your 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 like chonies and your pants, and I like organize my stuff so perfect, like all right, by colors, everything's lined up perfect, and I got some trophy. I'm like, oh cool, man, this is how I do my stuff at home. But uh, you know, like they just showed books, you could line up all the books, organize. Like I don't know why, but it's just like a really relaxing, cool game to play, and the mm-hmm. art style is incredible. You could take pictures, too. So if you, like, you know, you organize something, you you know, there's, like, photo mode. Um, but my only knocks on it is there's not much replayability. You could beat the whole damn game in just a couple hours. Oh, shout out to this area. You actually unbox a GameCube, a PS2. So it's kind of cool, like, putting your nice. GameCube out there. And then when yeah. you get older, you still got your GameCube and your PS2. So that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, so it just showed you when you're a little kid. But it's just a really cool little puzzle, chill game with awesome sound, um, with cool hand-drawn visuals. Um, so you know, this game I, I really enjoyed it. I just wish there was more to do and it was longer, because mm-hmm. the whole the, it's too short of a game. Man, it it honestly had me wanting more levels. I'm like, all right, man. Like, I-, I don't know, but I really like this game. This is my number eight. It's unpacked, so I recommend you guys try it out.
2: Nice, man. Yeah. yeah, I did want to try this one. I actually wanted to have my wife try it. I thought she'd enjoy it, but yeah. You know yeah. what?
0: I thought that that was another game that my wife might enjoy also, you know, because it's like simple, and it's kind of nonchalant. you know what I mean? You just play it, and then you can leave it, and then just come back later, you know what I mean, and play it. It's so it seems be, like yeah. it's a chill, nice
2: it's break. Gotta, it's it's going to be pretty satisfying. It looks like when you finish a box, and it goes, pop, poofs away. <laughs> like, you've got one box down, you got like five more to go. That's got to be pretty satisfying.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and it has puzzle, slight puzzle elements. Like when you unbox stuff, when you get when you get bigger and bigger houses, it mixes up like you the items in the wrong boxes. So you got to figure out like, oh wait, I have this particular item in my room. I don't know where it goes in my room. Oh, let me check the other room. Mm. So it's some slight, very, very 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 light puzzle elements, but not enough to like you know have you looking up walkthroughs or anything. It's all you know in your room you'll find. You know, some 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 detergent. You're like, all right, I'll go put that in the, you know, kitchen or whatever. So, but, man, it, it's a really, really cool game, guys. And I think you should check it out.
2: Nice. I, like it. IG, I liked it, too. <laughs> yeah,
1: for sure. i <laughs> we'll have to hear that
0: another go. All right, so uh, I'll kick off number seven. So for my seventh pick of the top ten games of 2021, I'm going to give it to Halo Infinite. Um, you know, it's surprising how much I—I I won't even say we—but I'll say how much I shit all over Halo Infinite this entire year. Um, from the moment that we got the shitty video, um, of of the uh the the shitty looking graphics with the gameplay and all of that stuff, and yeah, and everything, all of the issues that three four three seems that they they had uh with making the game and how long it, how many times they got pushed back. And everything else, you know, um, you know, I played the Halo Infinite multiplayer. Um, It seemed like it was a pretty solid multiplayer, but I hate shooters like that. Um, So, you know, I'm just not good at it. So I don't play it. Um, So it didn't that didn't interest me. This did not catch my interest literally until like the month before it was supposed to release. I was about to say, fuck this game. I might download it. I might do like the cloud play just so that I can check it out. Um, Just to say that I checked it out, you know, to give my honest opinion on it. But after I saw that, uh, that gameplay that they gave us, it changed my total, it changed my whole frame of mind on that. Like, I was like, oh, okay, I'm sold. Like, this looks like a legit game that I want to play. And since I've put it in, I've been playing it. Um, I haven't really played anything else. Um, I've been, you know, stuck, you know, flying to different areas and driving to different areas. But, I mean, I'd say it was probably since, like, uh, I'd say since uh, Miles Morales or just Spider-Man PS4 or whatever in general, the traversal for that game on foot has been pretty damn enjoyable. It's been probably one of the most enjoyable ones that I've played in a while, you know. I mean, Um, I guess Deathloop had some pretty good... Um, uh, traversal, it was really enjoyable to traverse through that, but just like the satisfaction of using the grappling hook to be able to get to areas quicker than maybe what they, the uh, the people who created the maps, would have deemed. Yeah. yeah, the developers, you know what I mean? Like, maybe they wanted me to go around this pathway, but I'm like, man, I could just grapple this shit, and the timer on this is quicker, so, like, I'll fall a little bit, but I'll grapple my ass back up, you know what I mean? And, and slowly inch my way up to just climb up a big hill instead of walking around or whatever. But, um, you know, uh, I, I did have some issues with it, like the fact that you just couldn't really play it like a, a different RPG or whatever, you know, where you just have a backpack full of shit. Um, and you just, you know, keep swapping out stuff Mm -hmm. or you have like, maybe, you know, like you start off with like a certain gun and then you get, you acquire more guns and then you just decide which ones you want to put in your inventory, like in your arsenal to be able to pull out at a moment's notice. Um, they didn't have that. So it's like, you have to get used to like, I'm going to toss a gun to get another gun. And it's just like, regardless of how much that, how good that other gun was, just fuck it. I'm just going to leave it. You know what I mean? Cause I'll find another one or, or I'll, um. Uh, unlock enough bases so that I'll be able to just call for that gun when I get one of those fob landings or something like that, you know, Um, that type of stuff. And then just – it was basically just the gameplay. I mean, the story is is cool. Um, I haven't followed, like, any of the other stories because, like I said, it's been since, like, Halo 2 that that I've played uh, a Halo, so it's been a long time. But for it to be that long for me to play a Halo and then for me to enjoy this one as much – I definitely deem it worthy enough to be on my list. Um, I'm still trying to finish it. I think I should be able to finish it uh, this week before this week is actually over or whatever. By the time you guys see this video, hopefully I should have already finished it. Um, I definitely don't think that there will be much more replayability on it, at least for me. Uh, Once I finish that story, I don't think I'm going to... Like, I already maxed out all of my, my suit stuff, and there was... You know, there was really only two things that I really wanted to max out. I just kind of got the Spartan stuff because it was close by. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of sucked. I wish they had, had, like, better abilities or more of a reason to want to use the other ones. or made them more accessible to do, you know, like adding a double jump. You know, that would be simple. You know, press the button twice. So it's a simple upgrade. You know what I mean? But making me switch from, like, my grappling hook, which which is just OP, to, like, a thruster or a shield pop-out ability it just seemed like it was dumb. They should have gave me that as, like, a grenade option or or been able to map it on a different button or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, yeah. a little bit better. But um, all in all, I've had lots of fun with this game. Um, I definitely wish that they had put fucking co-op in this shit because this would have been fucking awesome to run yeah. around.
1: It's coming, my- man. It's coming at season two, so. Yeah, I
0: don't know if I'm going to play this game again, though, just to play co-op. You know what I mean? Like, I'm enjoying this, but, you know, that's just, like, where it's at. If they added more, um, you know, story or or something like that, you know, something new, an extra part of the ring um, that we hadn't seen before, then that might give me a reason to be like, hey, you know, Ray or Mark, you know, pop in and and play this co-op with me or something like that. But other than that, I think once I kill the story, I'll be done with it, you know, because there's not much left. But... That was my number seven of 2021. So, Mark Raya, what you got, man?
1: All right, man. My number seven, fellas, was a game that I loved, the original, and I wasn't too sure about the second one, but it exceeded my expectations, and it's Pokemon Snap for the Switch. (laughs) Now, I I told you guys that this was I loved this game as a kid, and the dude in my class, I let him borrow it. He erased my game. So after that, man, I was kind of salty. You know, his name was Travis. Shout out to you, Travis. Your sister messed up my save file. But anyways, this game, fixes, this game fixes all those issues, all right? So I'll start by saying the things that I liked about this game the most. The first is the graphics. For being a Switch game, this, like, pushed the limits of a Switch. So I played this docked only. I never played it handheld. But on my gaming monitor slash my TV... It mm-hmm. looked incredible. Um, this was a game that my wife and I played together. You know quite a bit. It's just one of those games where you could keep replaying the levels, and every time you replay the level, it's a little different. You're going to see a little different interactions in the wild. Pokemon are going to be doing different moves. You know, it might you know r- a rare Pokemon could spawn. So it's just an awesome game that you know has a lot of replayability to it. And the cool thing is, as you um, as you take more pictures you kind of have like a pokedex so there's like a rating system of your pictures so you know there's like one star two star three star so you know there's every picture doesn't have to be like you know a picture perfect picture you need you know a good picture just the pokemon the pokemon doing a pose like you know so there's a lot of reasons to keep going back another cool feature is the online aspect so you can upload pictures to like the online community People can vote on them. Uh, You know, if you have, like, a very funny picture, people can vote on that for particular criteria. So a lot of your pictures you can just upload online, you know, and see if people rate them highly. So it's cool, you know, because I would go on there and see, like, oh, dang, I didn't know in this particular level there's this particular Pokemon. So it would make me want to go back and play it. And as you progress through the game, you unlock different items. So, you know, it's cool, you know, you – You start with just the camera, then you get like you know you could throw the 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 apple, then you get the music. Like there's a bunch of different things that change how you play the game as you progress. But it's just a really awesome game, and I really loved you know Pokemon Snap. It's rare that it's that you know the sequel is better than the first one in every regard, and in my opinion, this game was better than the original in every. Uh, you know, in in every way. So I really love this game a lot. So that's why Pokemon Snap was my number seven game of the year.
0: Nice, okay. You've always been a um a lover of the Pokemon franchise, and you've you've probably been one of our uh, the the most hardcore players on Switch for sure. You definitely make sure that there's some Switch love in there. So that's cool. All right, Ray. So what you got for your seven?
2: All right, so my seventh favorite game of 2021 is returnal Oh, okay <laughs> yeah so uh, Returnal is my seventh favorite game this year um so a uh, similar boat to uh stone godly sovereign i uh I, I think this is a really fun game like it's there's no denying no denying that returnal is a ton of fun it's a lot of fun to play I think anyone who picked up this game and just played with it for a little bit would have a lot of fun playing this game. I also think that there's a lot of people out there when they pick up this game, they'll hate it because they're going to be losing their progress, and the game can be pretty demanding, um, and it can be really long runs to try to finish one run. And um, so I just really think that had they made this like a Dark Souls where there are some kind of reset aspects When you drop something or whatever, you gotta go back and get it or something like that. I think would have been much better than making it a hundred percent reset. I don't think it's very conducive to roguelikes. I think, in my opinion, most roguelikes are a lot shorter in length um, for a run than this one is. This one's a little bit too long with six biomes. Um, I think it was just demanding too much of the player. But that's still, I cannot take anything away from how fun this game is to play how beautiful it looks, the awesome things that they did with the DualSense controller. I think they did the best this year with the DualSense controller than any other game. So, and it looks gorgeous. It plays fast, smooth, 60 FPS. This feels next gen. And this was a true next gen experience, in my opinion. I just think it suffers from things that I would have really liked to, to, I would have liked to have also played it all the way through as well. And it wasn't a game that I was able to dedicate the time to, to get good enough at, to 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 play to the end, kind of similar to Godly. And I just really wish I would have been able to, Um, even though I know that's what they were going for. It just wasn't conducive to being a game that I could play all the way through, even though I see the beauty in it. I think it's wonderful. Um, They did a great job with this game. It's extremely well-polished. It's smooth, buttery smooth combat. It's just brilliantly designed in those ways. It's just the rogue aspect that I just don't think fit for me in this game. But other than that, I can't deny how wonderful the game is. It's great. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, man. Um I thought Returnal was like a, a dope game, man, but I just I just wasn't willing to give it the time that mm-hmm. it was gonna require to to beat it, to you know, to get good, uh, you know, to mm-hmm. be able to, to, to knock it out the water, you know. But um yeah, yeah I think I, I know people were saying that, you know, it was damn near like could have been like a sixty, you know, hour game or whatever, just depending on how long it took you to beat it. Yeah. And I guess. If you're really yeah. if you're really skilled. But it seems like it's a lot of RNG, man. You got to get, like, the best abilities rolled for you, and then you have to keep getting, like, the good guns and then all of the extra stuff and not getting, like, shit rooms, you know, that just, like, put as much danger as possible on you, you know what I mean? You have to get, like, mm-hmm. really nice uh, rooms to just be able to to progress to that, to that next one and make it, you know, the transition smooth. And they had, you know, ways that you could slingshot all the way up to, um you know one of the third ones but i feel like you were missing so much as far as like life and different shit like that Mm -hmm. you know that that if you had that if you just went from start to 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 that point you would have you would have been a little bit more tougher so but yeah it's a crafty one but still a solid one to put on the list
2: nice yeah i just don't think they would have been docked at all had they made it a more linear start to finish game i honestly feel like the game wouldn't have lost any of its luster, it wouldn't have lost any of its praise, it would have lost yeah. any of its beauty. And they just made it a start to finish game. I didn't think they needed well, really to make like it roguelike to like right. make it feel like anything more special than what it already was. Yeah, but if you just
0: know. literally had to go from point A to B and they just made, you know, this the certain things, you know, still random, but like you know, what you find is what you find. You know what I mean? Uh, like, that would have been pretty wicked. That would be a really mm-hmm. sad fucking game. I mean, even if they decide yeah. to do that, like, later, I yeah. might actually, like, look into purchasing it, you know, mm-hmm. because I, I I play with your, your copy. Mm-hmm. I brought a copy yeah. from you, but that would make me want to go and buy it if it was just a straight shot. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's no, like, dying and then, like, having to redo the whole thing. It's like a checkpoint or something like that, and you just continue on or you have
2: saves. Yeah. And, I think this game still would have been a solid eight to twelve hours if it had yeah. just gone start to finish, right? Uh, and I think that's plenty. I think that's perfectly fine this day and age. That's what I expect from my AAA sixty dollar games. Mm-hmm. Um, I, they didn't. I just don't think they needed to do that. I would have loved if they just gave you the choice to like play it that way. Yeah. Cause I just ah, uh, because I love because it so would have been
1: just like a Spider-Man length like, without yeah, it. You it would
2: have been Spider-Man length, and I love Spider-Man so Me too. much. Like, I Me too. I love
1: that game. And I, and I think, actually like,
0: think I think it would have been tons of replayability, right, if, like, the stuff that, like, came into the, the map and whatnot was just all random. So you may never see, like, a certain type of weapon or you may never see, like, the amount of health orbs that you found in a certain area or something like that. You know what I mean? So you might just be, like, more OP in the beginning or you might be more OP towards the end. You know what I mean, and and it's just like if it was random like that, you'd be like, oh, I want to see if I could, you know, get through this quicker, you know, in another playthrough or something like that, and see what I I managed to get. You know, maybe it unlocks more more things. You know, it could do like a Resident Evil thing where you have like points for all the achievements you made, and then you can purchase like extra weapons to come into the game quicker or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. like that or like raise the the percentage of like them them dropping. Certain items or something, you know? That'd be right. that'd be nice, man. But yeah, solid, solid picks, man. All right. So Mark Ariad, go ahead and start us off with your number six.
1: Well, we'll just keep this video up because my number six <laughs> is returnal, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not gonna beat a dead horse here. I'll just say a couple of different things that I didn't like about it and some things that I loved about it. So I would say some things I didn't really like about it was some of the risk involved. Um, all of the negative like effects from chests and stuff, they mm. weren't really that negative, in my opinion. I always I never contemplated like, uh, oh, should I get you know, I just took all the, the risk involved. The
0: parasites, all that stuff, yeah, yeah. the
1: parasites never really hurt you at all, in my opinion. So that was kind of you know meh to me. Another thing was I feel like weapon upgrades in this game. Like the rarity didn't really matter. You just picked weapons up later and they were stronger. Um, So that I kind of didn't like as much either because I feel like in roguelikes, sometimes, you know, you can get OP stuff. And in this game, I never, ever really particularly felt OP. That's one thing I really liked that made you want to do more runs because you wanted to get lucky and just have an amazing run and you're just demolishing everything. In this game, I feel like it was a little more skill-based. And I, and I like that feeling where sometimes you get lucky and, you know, you're destroying the game. You never really felt like that in this game. It was more you just had to learn the map. Once you learn the map, you just blaze through. You're like, I don't need to kill you guys. I could just run past. Mm-hmm. Um, so just some of the replayability of this game, I think that's where roguelikes shine. Um, and I don't know how you classify this game, but it didn't have that I want to play it another run, another run. Yeah. Like you got tired out after yeah. playing a run. You're like, yeah. eh. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, Which is and why sometimes I think it just... would have
2: been so good as a start to finish game. I agree. Um, but anyways, I know it's just a, it's just a shame because I think it would have been so good because I think you're absolutely right. Mark, one hundred and ten percent. I never got that one more run feeling ever. Yeah. Like When I played Hades, I always felt that because like even from the very get go, dude, like right when you enter Hades, the very first door you enter, you're excited to see what that first item is going to be like. And that's going to yep. like make you get pumped for the whole next for the whole rest of the run. And this didn't have any of that. It felt more Man. like a single player start to finish experience, you know. Well, yeah. I feel
0: like I feel like it. It had like a, a another run feel, but it wasn't like a desirable, like, oh yeah, man, I I just want to do like uh, another one, man, because that was so like awesome. I want to see like what else I could discover. It was just like a fuck, man, I got to do this again. Like, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You start again, like shit, like I got to make like different choices, you know, I got to try like different rooms or maybe I'll just go straight for this or, or something like that, you know, but it was like, it made you like, you had to go again in order to progress, but it just wasn't like one of those pleasant, type of things it was like mm-hmm. the gloom of yeah. having to go again you
1: know right, it was absolutely
2: gloomy, man it was
1: gloomy. <laughs> yeah but i'll get on to the things why it's my number six. First off it the controls the movement especially the movement felt incredible like this game nailed it it, mm-hmm. it never missed frames when you dodge and weave from stuff it you know it felt buttery smooth um, I You know, I felt like I was getting really good, the movement down in this game, and the movement is incredible how you traverse through the, the biomes. So the movement is next level. The guns are really cool. Um, I felt like the shooting felt weighty. Um, the guns all differed from each other. So I really like the weapons. I just wish the weapons... You know, when you got an epic weapon, it was a little more epic. I just wish there's more mods that made the weapons feel better.
2: Super exciting, yeah,
1: yeah. So I was just picking up, like, oh, this is a higher number one. I'll get this one. Like I wasn't really looking at the stats and stuff like other games. Like I was like, oh, it's a higher number. I'll pick it up. Uh, So that was that was kind of a letdown. But um, and also like uh, you guys said that the controller, um, I always prefer the mouse and keyboard. But the PS5 is, I would say, one of the first consoles ever that makes me question that at times. And this did a great job integrating, you know, the DualSense controller, adding, you know, all those feelings to it, making the game a better experience. So, you know, shout out to the PS5 and the developers of this for, you know, making that. You know, feel incredible. So overall, that's why it's my number six. I'm not going to talk about it too much because you, got you know, we all talked about this already.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would have been. You, you got a point though. That like the legendary weapons, if they had just given you like one extra perk on there, that would make you contemplate. Like, do I really need that extra one or two points of damage? Like this, this has been doing pretty wicked. You know what I mean? Do I really need that, or can I just wait until the next biome? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that would have been. That'd have been nice. But all right, Ray, so what you got for your number six? Uh my
2: number six was Ratchet and Clink Ripped Apart. Hmm. Yeah, this uh it just barely fell outside my top five. Because like I really like my top five this year. Right. But this game is um in so many ways probably the most visually stunning game I saw this whole year. And there were a couple of the games that I thought were really awesome visually. Returnal, well Mark just had a his six, like was very visually stunning. But I mean, they just look like every hair follicle. I mean, this game- The details, was, man. Yes, was just absolutely stunning to the point where I don't think you could have got that same experience on anything other than a PS5, except for PC, of course. I'm saying for like a console, the console experience, you could not have got that same experience You needed a PS5 for this. Like, I just feel like this was designed bottom-up from the PS5. I had a ton of fun shooting in this game. The shooting Mm -hmm. felt really fun. All the guns, like pretty much every gun, had a really awesome, unique experience. Like, I guess completely opposite of, like, our Returnal complaints. Every gun was just kind of like, well, is the damage, you know, a little higher? Is the numbers higher on this one? These guns all felt unique. I felt like I needed to use a different gun for different situations, for different um, enemy types. I wanted to use a different gun. Um, Really just a lot of fun. Um, Very few complaints on this game, really. I think one of the only complaints really I could have is that uh, there wasn't really a whole lot to hunt for in this game. Like there was like a, I kind of felt like I found like an armor set. I just stuck with it the whole game. They didn't really feel very, there wasn't a lot of variety in the armor sets as you collected them. To make me really want to hunt for them, um, even though like they were easy to find, I just feel like the rewarding for them wasn't really um, it wasn't really that exciting for me. The guns were a ton of fun. They were they were the most exciting part of this game for me, and mm-hmm. um, the visuals and uh, the gunplay. Those are the things that I really loved about this game. So for me, it just barely fell out my top five, but. Really another wonderful great game on the PS5 this year that I don't think you could have really got anywhere else except PS5. So Yeah, man. PS5 has
0: done some work, dude. They they yeah. they create some good games, some solid games, yeah, for sure. And it's uh it's funny that you mention Ratchet and Clank as your number six because coincidentally <laughs> that is my number yeah. six. <laughs> what a quiz, but yeah but uh yeah, I, I I agree with you, man. It's a it's a beautiful game. Um I enjoyed it a lot. Um I love the way it felt, you know, uh utilizing the dual sense controller um to probably its fullest, you know what I mean? The way the gun sounded. Um, I mean the, the way the controls sounded when you were like reloading your weapon, how you heard it from there. Um, you know, when uh like Ratchet was talking or whatever, you know, you would hear a lot of sounds through your uh your speaker. Um, you know the way the, uh, the the triggers felt you know what I mean just the way they, they fully utilize the dual sense was awesome um you know the the details and the graphics and everything like that you know I thought it was solid um I probably only have like maybe one complaint about the game and and that was that I felt like I understand why they made it so streamlined that you would play as ratchet. Or you would play as um I forgot what the, what the girl's Ribbit. name is it yeah like I I I understand why they made it so you know smooth of a transition that you know you have like the same weapons and you have all of the upgrades that you already got and stuff like that because like why make you progress um Good further times. like yeah why why make you progress double you know for another character that they're forcing you to play with but I kind of wish that there was a special little something extra in a way to use the weapons for Rivet. I feel like that would have set it off as like a difference, you know what I mean? To kind of like help you realize that, Hey, I'm playing another character. Like, in the grand scheme of things, they could have made this whole shit just straight ratchet. But you know what I mean? Like following along with the time, you know, with the story and whatnot, like they could have utilized this girl's like glove, you know, to a different way or something like that. I don't know. I I feel like it could have been a little something extra done in it. And uh, because of that, I was, like, a little disappointed, you know? But like I said, I understand why they did it, you know? It's just a smooth transition, and mm-hmm. who wants to fucking build that shit all over again? But if it just had played a little different, if the if the guns had a shot a little different, or if they looked a little different, just because they were on rivet rivet, but, you know, they kind of shot the same or something like that, you know, or they had one extra ability, I would have loved that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I loved the game. I know, you know, before we had had... Um, you know, uh, or there was a couple of grabs that were mentioned about you know maybe maybe this could have been on the PS4 Pro um, because they didn't they didn't really like utilize these rifts like they said they 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 did or or how they explained it you know it wasn't it never really felt like it was an entirely different world it just felt like it was a chamber that you walked into mm-hmm. um, you know a section of the game that was cut off by a doorway you know what I mean by going into one of these rifts but other than that, like, you know, the shit was beautiful. I mean, would I have loved to have gone into one of these random worlds during the middle of a boss fight and check out a whole nother area? That would have been amazing. You know what I mean? And then I could just come back into the middle of the boss fight like, hey, you know what I mean? And, you know, (laughs) blast some shit away and finish the fight. But, you know, other than that, I thought it was a solid game. And that's why it was on my, you know, my number six. You know, unfortunately, there were some other games that I thought, you know, deserved a higher spot. But, Ratchet and Clank
2: was a solid pick for me. Yeah, so. ton of fun, man. Really, really good stuff. It's yeah. just Great hard. Game. It's hard to. It's hard to knock it. It really yeah. is. It's hard to knock yep. it because it's so well done. But yeah, I think you really did a good job, Stone, um, pointing out some of the faults. I agree. Like that's one fault that I didn't mention when I was talking about it was the whole rift thing because I know yeah. I griped a lot about that when we played it um, and we were given yeah. like a little review when we played it. That was one right. of my major gripes. Um, was that I just didn't feel like it was anything but just another room to go into. Had it been, like you said, a whole nother world I was passing through instantaneously, then that would be like, and yeah. you could no spend other like way. 10
0: minutes in just like exploring because it was yeah. that much shit in there because it was legit ass another world. Like yeah, that'd be crazy. then
2: that would feel like, only on PS5 can I get this experience.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Um, for sure. uh, And even if I had had like a small type of cutscene to give me like the load time transition into this other world, you know, it seems like it's smooth, but like, you know, it's like a little video that you're watching and, you know, they're trying to hide the loading of that. You know, I would have, I would have so been okay with that. Like, you know, if you just had options to do like theoretically whatever you wanted in in that game instead of being kind of, you know bottlenecked into like a, a small
2: space you know definitely whatever. yeah i just i think it, it i think there. it's really hard i i can't see how anyone wouldn't have fun with this game like i honestly can't see how anyone could be could be mean to this game like it's so good anyone yeah. will love it anyone would have fun with it mark or i you'd have a blast you play it through and enjoy it i know you played it a little bit this year too anybody I mean, It's, on my, list, it's yeah, on my list man It's on so. my list it's really great man like i it's the first game i recommended to my sister uh, I just think anybody, a, a, an experienced gamer or a new gamer, would just like have a lot of fun with this game. So I can't say enough good about it. But uh, there's some games that are really good that I like this year. So it's probably my top five. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: So speaking of the top five games of 2021, Ray, kick us off with your with your five man. Your number five
2: pick. Okay, my fifth favorite game this year was uh cyberpunk 2077. okay um um, so like I said when we started this show um I've been playing cyberpunk 2077 like for the last couple weeks um it's been the main thing that I've been playing this um these last few weeks I haven't played really anything else Uh um and I just have I love it so much like I love all the I love the storylines. I love all the quest lines outside of it. Um, I love the gunplay. I love um, getting a new weapon. I love upgrading my weapons. Um, The combat feels so much fun. I mean, just look at just looking at this just gets me like excited to play it. Um, I really, really, really enjoy this game. There are a few hiccups that Push it down my list a bit. Like I've already mentioned many a times, I think it has a world. It, it it has an immersion problem. Sometimes the world breaks a little bit with the people um, living in it. Um, dude, Keanu Reeves as Silverhand has been so much fun. Um, his voice acting was great. Right. Um, I really felt like you know he was a buddy, like in this game. Like as I was playing it through, um, I really um, wanted to learn more about him. Every single aspect. Like here's like. This never happened to me. I remember <laughs> this never happened to me. Yeah. Um, the boss fights were fun. Um, it was really cool when you got a brand new weapon that just seemed really strong. Um, the gear—it's it, the gear. I guess the gear aspect for an RPG wasn't quite enough depth for me, but it was fine because there was still a decent gear chase for me that I enjoyed. Um, it's real fun upgrading my levels and getting new perks and new abilities. I really looked forward to doing that. Um, Mm -hmm. But really what I loved is just the world, the uh, storyline, the characters were so good. Like every one of them I really liked. Um, I I always felt like at the end of every good storyline, I got a really cool reward every time. Like Mm -hmm. I got a car, I got like a freaking dope car, or I got like a sick rifle or gun. Every time, man, I felt so rewarded. And you know how much I gripe about that. Like I just, (laughs) this game did that for me, man, in that that way. Um, I loved it. Really loved it. Um, if it didn't have a few hiccups, then it probably would have been even higher. Like this game is really good, man. I think it's a tad short as well, in my opinion. Like I think the story, the, the main storylines, it's just a little short, and uh, they kind of force you to do things. I think they know that it's short. In my opinion, I think the developers know know it knew that it was short, and mm-hmm. they would do like spend some time doing something else until so and so calls you, and you couldn't right. even continue the main line until you I'd went you other a couple of, like a mission or two then, right yeah. yeah and I felt like it just was kind of forcing you to play other things that weren't the main storyline that mm-hmm. and I think you and then I, I realized that as I was playing through and the game just kind of was coming to an end and I was like dang I feel like if I just wanted to go straight through this could have been really short um uh but really it's it's a wonderful game it's underrated, underdeserved. I think it got a lot of hate. I'm sure it deserved a lot of it at the beginning, but this is really great, man. I recommend it to everybody out there. It's a, yeah. must, it's a must play.
0: For sure. It's a great game, man. Yeah. So for my number five pick um, of 2021, I, I decided to go with Hades, man. Um, now, uh, Hades came out um, in 20, was it 2020? Like early 2020, right? Um, But I didn't get a chance to play it um, until it had came out for uh, Game Pass. Um, It released for originally for the Switch, and then it released for uh, Xbox and PS5. And so uh, Ray had raved about it. He gave he put it like I think like damn near like number one if it wasn't uh, for Game of the Year last year. Um, And I finally got a chance to play it this year. And man, you know. He did not lie. It was an awesome game. I I loved playing it. Um, That definitely gave you another one more run type of feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, No matter how many times you died, it was almost irrelevant. It was almost like, you know, I welcomed death when I wasn't getting good um roles for me, you know, so that I could try something else out. Um I loved having the options of the different weapons and what would give you more um, points for upgrades or whatever, you know. Um I liked the the commentary that the the people would give you um when you come back from the dead. You know, <laughs> like like all of that stuff was fun, man. And just like stacking up and trying to get better and better. Um, and just working at, at, at playing the game and, and, you know, fully utilizing these things and creating these builds um, that were sometimes like epic builds, you know, and it's like, how can I lose, you know what I mean? And then you come across a wall and it's yep. like you lost, <laughs> you know, but, but <laughs> it was definitely like, damn, okay, let me get back in there and then hopefully I can get something close to it, you know, so it always made me want to play more. Um, but yeah, I, I love this game. I did not uh, get a chance to finish it. That's why it's a little bit lower on my list. Because um, it was one of those things where I probably, I probably would have just had to put a little bit more time in. I got pretty far up the up the chain, but you know there was other things that I wanted to play, and this was one of those things like, it didn't, it didn't like make me like no, I can't play anything else until I finish this. You know what I mean? It didn't give me that that type of uh, pull, but I thought it was a great game nonetheless. And uh, yeah, that was my my top five. So
2: yeah this is this is a textbook display on what a roguelike should be because mm-hmm. like you said you welcomed death, and one of the reasons why you welcome death is because for one you couldn't wait to get back in there to see what power up you get like right off the bat but also they gave you so many goodies to take back with you so yeah. you're like that's like well death is cool because i could just get that one thing i was trying to upgrade this whole time i could finally right. get that now and i get to take that on my next run and like that is just quintessential. One of the reasons why it should be a roguelike is for that experience. That's one thing that only roguelikes offer you is to go back and be able to try it again with a whole new bag of goodies, right? Like rogue legacy, a lot of all the rogues I can think of that are great roguelikes, uh, dead cells, Mm -hmm. you get to go back and get a whole new bag of goodies to try that just returnal didn't give you, which is why this is why this is textbook. If anyone's Developing a roguelike, you need to follow like this textbook um, formula because this, yeah, this is a moonlighter,
0: thing. stuff like yeah. that. You know,
2: games like those. Yeah, moonlighter, you awesome, need it. It. Yeah, you want to welcome death in the way. You want to have fun playing, but you also want to have that welcome death. Like you really, really welcome it because you can't yeah. wait to spend or retry those things you collected, right? So, yep. okay, it's just textbook, man. Textbook.
1: Great game. For sure. All, All right, right, Mark, thank
2: you for your number five, bro.
1: All right, you guys are going to probably laugh at me a little bit, but my number five is actually my most played game of this whole year. Um, So I played this over 100 hours or so. So this is Pokemon Unite, guys. Pokemon Unite. So this game, it first released on the Switch. So this is Pokemon MOBA. And I feel like out of all the MOBAs to come out since Dota, this is the first one that tried to... Kind of reinvent the wheel so it has different win conditions than other MOBAs. You try to score points instead of trying just trying to kill the other base. And there's catch-up mechanics. So on top of that, every match is exactly 10 minutes. Now, with that being said, you get one 10-minute game that in other in other MOBAs, when you're getting demolished and destroyed, people quit. There's kind of no reason, it's a snowball effect. But in this game, it's there's no real snowball effect if you play the objectives you can always win the game so even though you're getting destroyed in kills if you're playing the objectives you'll win the game so that's one reason why i really like this um there's so many you know my team is getting destroyed but i feel like in this game i could carry i could carry my team as long as we're playing the objective on top of that it has all the awesome pokemon all the awesome skins it has a battle pass. It's one of the few battle passes that I maxed out, you know, all ninety levels, you know, in just you know a couple weeks because I enjoyed the game so much. Um, there's cool skins, um, and each character feels unique. You know, there there is a meta, there is OP characters, but in the you know in the couple months that I've been playing it, they did a really good job at nerfing characters. They did a really the the one bad complaint I have with the game. Is all the new characters that come out are instantly op so whatever character comes out you can bet that you're getting your money's worth because it's going to be the most op character for at least a month and Hmm. then it'll and then it'll be about on par with everything else Um, yeah the game is very generous i've never spent any money on it i only got the battle pass but i had nintendo points like Hmm. those coins so i was able to just use my coins and the first time you buy uh, currency in this game you get double the amount for uh, for you know you get a double bonus so mm-hmm. um it's very generous at earn, uh, unlocking characters you get coins that are free you can use the coins to buy characters and anytime there's a promotion that and they give a character away for free you get the equivalent cost of it so you can go buy another character so the game is very very generous with that there were some complaints that it's pay to win because as you see these items you upgrade them um they go from like zero to 30 so technically if you buy all the upgrades you have some pretty op items but here's the thing they give you level 30 boosters for free so if you want to upgrade three items it's probably like 40 bucks but they give you upgrades to boost items to level 30 for free for just playing the game so i guess if you want to you could only carry three items so you can boost those up for free, so I don't get why people say this is pay to win. Like, I it's guess pay, if you it's, want,
2: it's pay to win now, right? You pay to well, you get now. no, you get quick. the
1: boosters for free. You get you get the the level thirty boosters for free within the first you know couple days you play. So that's why I don't agree with people if, saying if, it's pay to win.
2: But if you but you could you could win now if you just paid, instead of waiting a few days.
1: I guess, but I that's the only that thing was, I can think of. That was one complaint. People said it's pay to win, but it's really not in my opinion because you could just do the objectives and, you know, items don't matter as much, but um, it's a really incredible game. Um, I really like it a lot. It's just hard to play multiplayer games sometimes, especially, you know, if you lose concentration, you have to look away, you know, there's no pause. So it's really hard for me to continue playing this hardcore, but it's a really incredible game, and it's it's probably my favorite MOBA of all times, honestly. So I know I played with uh, Marcus a little bit. Ray, I yeah. highly recommend, you know, if you ever um, have an itch to play a MOBA. Oh, and there's one aspect, too, that I forgot to mention. When the mobile version came out on the phone, the game even got better. On the phone, it's just as good, even better than the Switch. It really shows how under, you know, performed. You know, the Switch is not very you know, powerful. Your phone plays it way better. And the cool thing is they optimized the UI as well. The UI got way better when they released the phone version of the game because the phone version and the and the uh, Switch version are the same. So they overhauled the whole interface and it got way better looking. So I won't rab- ramble on about this anymore, but this was my number five, Pokemon Unite. I absolutely love this game.
0: Yeah, that's a good pick, man, because um, I honestly... I'm not really a big fan of, like, MOBAs, but uh, when you told me about this, I decided to download it and check it out on my phone, uh, you know, because I didn't buy it for the Switch or – or uh, I think it was from the Switch, too, but I just never played it on the Switch. But um, I actually enjoyed it. I probably would have played it more if I had been able to catch you online to be on your team and, and you know, and we team up on it or whatever, but I played it for quite a while, um, and it had a lot of fun on it, so – um, I think it's definitely a solid game. So maybe it's like one of those things where, like, if Ver decided he wanted to get get into it, you know, that all three of us could, uh, you know, go and play a couple of rounds together or whatnot. But um, I definitely that's didn't true. feel like, oh, I needed to spend some more money on this. Like, I was totally fine with playing like the first, uh, one of the first three starter Pokemon that you get, you know, when you play in the game. So it was it was a dope, it was a dope game. So that's a that's a good pick, man. That's a good pick. Yeah. So, uh. For number four, um, I guess I'll go ahead and go. Uh, For my fourth pick, it's Resident Evil Village. Um, Now, uh, when I was looking at, like, all of the games, you know, that I had, that I had played for 2021, first of all, and then going to, like, the ones that I put on the list or that I thought deemed, you know, worthy enough to put on the list, I was kind of, like, you know, iffy on the Resident Evil uh, Village uh, 8 should be uh, either 3 or 4, you know what I mean? But I ended up uh, going with with this for 4. Um, I enjoyed the gameplay a lot, man. Um, I remember the last Resident Evil I had played was, I believe, Resident Evil 4. So that's kind of funny. Um, but uh, I, I enjoyed the gameplay a lot on that Resident Evil. I loved the turn that they took on that. And uh, this, you know, I, I enjoyed the action. I felt. Hopeless at times, but there was always a way to see it through, you know, to make it out and whatnot. It was just finding what exactly you had to do to make it out of that situation. And once you're able to find it, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, that's you know, that's forward can make out of here. Um, They made made it so that you were like able to survive, um, you know, a lot of hits. Like they they made it so that it just wasn't brutal every time you got hit that you're just gonna die super quick. Um, uh, but I did die, you know what I mean? But I, I was okay. You know, like if I died, it's just like, okay, damn, I got to figure out what I did wrong and how I can do that better. You know, um, uh, it was like, I enjoyed the game to the point where I was just like waking up every morning, you know, cause I, like I told you guys, I killed this in a weekend, but it got to the point where I was waking up like every morning, like, damn, okay, I need to put on this game and, and traverse some more through the story. Cause I, I just really enjoyed it. And, um, I was like, <laughs> to, and I tell you, like, I don't, I'm not really much for like playing a game all over again. Um, it very, very seldom does it make, do, do I play a game and like, oh, I'll play this all over again. But this had me like very close to like, you know, at the very end when I beat it, like, oh, they've, uh, you know, you, uh, you, like I said before, you unlock a whole bunch of achievements um, as you're playing the game and then they uh, exchange those achievements for credits, that you can then use to do, like, kind of cheats in a way, like, oh, infinite ammo. Uh, If you upgraded this weapon when you played in this playthrough, like, all the way to max, you you have access. You've unlocked infinite ammo. So you can just pay your credits to get that. Or um, it'll allow you to, like, maybe uh, get some of the games to start with, like, when you get to the first, like, major area where the game kind of opens up uh, to get the weapons that you kind of ended the game with. You know what I mean? So you you get those for free. So you did not have to pay for anything. It's like you get those and they're really good weapons, but you still have to worry about ammo scarcity and stuff like that. But you have like awesome weapons, you know? So it it made me want to start it uh over again, uh just by a little bit. And I probably would have if I didn't have something else that I wanted to jump into after that, which was seven. But you know, uh other than that, like I really enjoyed the fuck out of this game. And Ray, like when you get a chance, dude, you just gotta play it. I know you might want to uh finish up uh Biohazard Um, So you can uh, play that story all the way through and then get to it. But I definitely recommend it because this is a really good game. I thought it was going to be like a lot of jump, jump scares and stuff like that. But you kind of walked into areas, you know, like that where that guy was sitting in the chair. You kind of expect certain things. So when I walk in expecting a situation to happen. You know what I mean? And then it eventually does. I'm not surprised. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not scared. So I'm just like, OK, how do I take this fucker out before he gets me? You know what I mean? So that's that's all it was. And um I enjoyed the different enemies and then, uh you know, trying to figure out the crafty ways to like defeat them. It seems, them. Like
2: way, it seems oh. way more gun related than seven is like way more.
0: Uh, it's definitely gun related. I feel like Seven's, seven's got uh, quite a bit gun heavy on there. But uh, at a certain point, guns are like, at some areas, guns are irrelevant. It's just about trying to do the stuff quick enough to get out of that situation or whatever in Seven. But um, definitely in Eight, you're, sh- you're trying to shoot the shit out of like a lot of stuff because a lot of things are going at you. So it's definitely a different feel from from Seven mm-hmm. in that in that yeah. sense. But um but yeah, man, I thought it was a beautifully done game. Um I was glad that I was able to uh catch it on like a Black Friday type of sale, um, to purchase it uh when I did, but I would not have been mad if I had paid, you know, the full price for this mm-hmm. and gotten it when it first released. But, you know, I was able to experience this uh at like, you know, twenty dollars. So that's mm-hmm. just like fucking, that's just fucking beautiful. <laughs> Or you can play like a great ass game for like the Lolo, you know, either free yeah, or like. Yeah, 13, awesome. yeah. So that was my number four game of 2021.
1: So, Micro, nice, you last. Know, nice. All right, man. So, my number four, as both of you guys already had on your list, is Ratchet and Clink, a Rift Apart. Um, so, I won't really get too much into this one, but I'll say the things that I loved about it a lot. I love the weapon upgrade uh, system. It really made it awesome to use all the weapons and upgrade them, max them out. There's like weird cool weapons like the Mr. Fungi or whatever. When you upgraded mm-hmm. it, it'll be like these little, you know, fungus dudes following you around. The weapon play was very clever and unique. And it felt very, you know, it felt very good. Like Returnal, in my opinion. Like the gunplay and the movement was, was next right. gen. On top of that, the graphics... I think it's the best game I've seen so far on the PlayStation 5, no doubt about it. Like mm-hmm. like, uh, got like Sir Knight said, like you see the fur, the textures, everything is just jaw-dropping, next-gen. This is, games like this is what we've been waiting for. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like this is also, games like this are, you know, concert sellers. You know, this is a great PS5 exclusive. Um, mm-hmm. You know, games like this, you know, PlayStation, uh, Xbox doesn't really have as good platformers. You know, this this I would say this is one of my favorite platformers of all times other than, you know, like Super mm-hmm. Mario 64. Mm-hmm. Um, like when you play it, like when I played Super Mario 64, it was just next level in my head. And this, when I played it for a platformer, it was like next level. Um, the one thing I kind of didn't like was certain things were skippable. Like uh, when you played as Clank, I believe. You know, those puzzles were skippable. Yeah. So at first I was playing through them, and then I was like, oh, I skipped it by mistake. And I was like, that's kind of weird you could skip content. Yeah, they,
2: they skipped Clint. Yeah. It was kind of weird that they did that. I agree.
1: Yeah. Because it wasn't so, even
2: that hard, to, you know, for nah. you
0: to be to skip it. Like, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't.
1: Yeah, so I skipped it by mistake. And then after, I was like, oh, you could just skip these puzzles? Huh, that's kind of. But may, maybe kids or something don't want to do them. So I guess, but I just really feel like if you're going to develop stuff, you, at least make us play it. Like, mm-hmm. but anywho, and some of the the bosses were kind of just bullet spongy. I feel like the bosses should have been a little bit harder, but you know, it is what it is. But this was my number four ration clink. Eric Apart was a fantastic game.
2: Nice. Yeah. Quick little extra shout out to Rift of Part. Um, back to your point on guns. Uh, I was not expecting, um, that massive, um, Change to how the guns played when you hit the max level on it I wasn't expecting that oh like yeah, I, was just, that was cool. I was just expecting it to get stronger and then when it kind of completely changed the way it worked I was you know genuinely shocked and so that made it so much more fun I know like you said Mark you just immediately went and grinded them all out because you wanted to know what they all did yeah and then, like I felt that way too like I couldn't wait to see what the next gun I got got right. felt like at max level and like that was really really awesome um, so just a shout out to that again on Ratchet you're like really fun
1: man yeah like games like Halo I wish you know their yeah. game system was like this like mm-hmm. you know they still have the antiquated system like you guys were saying you know yeah. Uh, but yeah this really you know incentivized it for using all the weapons trying everything out um, but yeah dude fantastic fantastic game yeah really great stuff I'm, All right
2: you yeah, got for four all right so my number fourth favorite game this year um, is a re-release but I really liked it and it was my first time playing it and that was control ultimate Edition so ah, okay um, <laughs> control you guys know um, I raved and raved and raved and raved and raved about this game when I played it back in May um, mm-hmm. it's like my number one recommended it's really close to my number one recommended uh game pass game like, a game pass, like, this be one of the first games you should play on it. Um,
1: I it's was not really,
2: no, it's not medium. <laughs> 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 I was really shocked about how much, how awesome this game was. Cause, like, I heard, I had heard a lot about it, but it, it seemed to have good reviews. But I would have made this a great review. I'm I was surprised it didn't get higher reviews, actually, even though it was very well received. I actually thought it should be higher. Cause, I thought that the world was top-notch in world-building, like I loved it, um, how you were kind of like a federal agency that, uh, that dealt with the paranormal, like it was just so unique, um, the world-building was really excellent, I liked the concept and ideas, um, and then what just put it over the top was the absolutely jaw-dropping and incredible um, psychic, um, psychic uh, uh, power abilities. They felt so solid, so strong. Uh, Let me type this game up really quick. Uh, So weighty. Every time I used it, I felt powerful. I loved comboing all my psychic abilities together. Like Mm -hmm. basically every ability you got, you could use. You didn't have to like assign as anything. They put it on a button, kind of like what you were wishing Halo did. Like this game does that. Every single ability that – you get you get to use it and you can like combo them together like i was throwing guys in the air and then i was shooting them away then i was floating in the air and looking down at guys i was like catching projectiles like this game was so fun dude like they just really really nailed it and in in a sense too it had a very similar feel to like a metroidvania game where i felt like as i got new abilities i was able to go to new areas uh, for sure uh, federal bureau and uh you know Unlock new, new experiences. The storyline kept me hooked. Um, I actually played this while I was on vacation with my family in May. So when we were on vacation, <laughs> I was playing this in the room. And, like, I was having similar vibes to what you were feeling with ReEvil. Like, I couldn't wait to get back in and play some more. The guns yeah. felt really, really solid when you used the guns. They felt really weighty. I just felt really strong and powerful. Um, it just all felt so good. So, um, really, um, I can't say enough good about this game. Um, I think the games above it are also really great. Otherwise, this would have been higher. But, man, what a great game.
0: Yeah, man. You're right, dude. That was probably, like, one of the most, like, impressive, you know, uh, displays of, like, power when you use, like, the abilities and stuff. Like, it really felt like you were fucking tearing something apart when you were using your abilities and it's just like damn dude like she, this fish feels weighty like <laughs> yeah. she'll destroy this whole fucking building if she wants man yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean yeah. like you can look
2: at it look at that it's like poof, yeah poof, like, yeah, it's yeah just
0: everything's just getting destroyed yeah man. so fun, man. Just
2: yeah fun. that's a
0: solid that's a solid pick yeah for sure all right so uh yeah so let's go on to uh the number three pick Ray why don't you go ahead and kick off the number okay. three
2: my third favorite game this year um was death store
0: okay all right
2: um so this one kind of this one shocked me because like i had seen a trailer for it a while ago like i think last year at e3 or something like that and it intrigued me and then i just like logged into my xbox one day or I went online and I just saw it drop. and I was like, "Oh, dang, that game dropped! I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go buy that one." And I actually had to buy this one worth for money. It wasn't on Game Pass. Um, and I was just from the moment I fired it up, I was hooked. Um, the world was fascinating. It was interesting. You're like a little reaper. You're like a little death reaper, and you go into these doors and you go into a world to collect the souls that need yeah. to be collected. And uh, the music was absolutely incredible. The ambiance of this game was <coughs> top notch. Um, the exploration and combat was so much fun. Uh, I couldn't wait to get to the next zone. I couldn't wait to hunt for every little item, every little upgrade, every little heart. yeah um, it had that Zelda uh, kind of a, you know one yeah. more you know one more feel, one more dungeon. Uh, I just really really enjoy death's door. I can't say enough good about it. It's um, it's an indie game. But this could have easily have been like developed by a AAA studio for like the Switch, and it would have just been like so great on the Switch. I think.
1: Yeah. I don't think
2: this is any any less uh, a game than anything that um, you know the Zelda developers have already put out in the past, with like Four Swords or anything of like that nature. Like mm-hmm. this is right there with it. Um, the puzzles are a lot of fun. Figuring out like the little puzzles in the world is so much fun, and it's also so rewarding. Um, I just was like. Couldn't wait to play this. I put so many hours into this game. Uh, one of my favorite games this year, no doubt. Nice man. Nice.
1: Yeah, I gotta get. I gotta get on this one. This one looks incredible.
0: Yeah, is it's it on Game Pass well now? Or no, still not? Still not. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it'll. Maybe it'll come hey, on. It's too good,
1: now. man. You just gotta pony up. Yeah. <laughs> <The first laughs> Got to
0: pay is. to play, man. Got to pay <laughs> to play for sure. All right. Especially. So, um, for my number three pick, um. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh.
1: Um,
0: I know I talked about this game before. Um, when I got it, um, it was like I don't know if I was like one of the only ones out of the WLG squad that was like looking forward to the game. But I, I just I love the Marvel world, uh, and I like the Marvel most of the Marvel games. I have to say Marvel's Avengers sucks ass, but other than that. Um, I thought that they're pretty – you know, they have some pretty solid lineups and whatnot. I just got to say really
2: quick. I just got to say really quick. With as much as you rave about Village, I am so shocked that you put this above Village. Dude, so – Did you have that same feeling with this where you couldn't wait to wake up and start playing it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I just – Okay, so like I said, three and four were literally like on the ropes. Like I I couldn't decide which one I wanted to put before the other. But I felt like because I enjoyed the story so much for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy um, and I wanted to just get more of the story, I wished that there was more of the story. Like, so because I enjoyed the story so much, I put that one a little step higher than Village because gameplay is great and all that, but I feel like the story is really what um, can keep somebody coming back for more. At least at least in my opinion, I kind of rate story a little bit higher than gameplay because there could be a lot of great games that just have like, you know, so-so, uh, you know, uh, story, you know, but, you know, the gameplay is good, but it seems like it just it's just one step above if you can get good gameplay and a good ass story, you know what i mean? and it's dope. so um i liked i liked the way they uh they did Guardians of the Galaxy. i felt like the humor was there just like from the movies. um it didn't matter that you know uh the characters kind of looked different, you know like Gamora and um and um you know and, and Peter them, and, and right. some of the other guys. yeah, i mean i, thought, I think the only one that looked like the same were were Groot and uh yeah, and right, uh, Rocket, right. you know what I mean. Yeah. But yeah, they they've got that look, so you know they they're gonna look close. But um, other than that, you know, I liked the way the story was going. I felt like it gave me like a whole new story. It wasn't like anything I had seen before, as far as like the movies are concerned. You know what I mean. So um, I was getting like you know a different, interesting backstory on like Peter Quill, and you know and um getting some more of uh Drax and and, you know, and, and the different guys and stuff like that. And so like I, I just wanted to keep playing it. You know what I mean? I was up late, you know, just like playing through it. And then, you know, just the conversations that they were having in the game and the decisions that you made and and, you know, who would remember what and you know who who would uh you know who would be on your side depending on choices you made and different things like that. It kind of brought me back that old feeling of like you know the old Mass Effect games you know um, that I, I enjoyed back in the day and stuff like that. And um, you know I just had I just had fun with the game. I had a lot of fun with the game, and so um, it's like one of those things like. I wouldn't be mad if it had some DLC content in it for like some more story, you know, because I felt like it was all it all had something to do with the Marvel Universe. I don't know if this is like if any of this is like partial canon or or anything like that or if it's just, you know, like a one off or whatever. But, you know, getting to see like Adam Warlock and, you know, other characters and stuff like that, you know, in the game that, you know, I hadn't had a chance to see in the movie. Uh, in the movies yet, or whatever, it was just cool, and, you know, the the way the guns worked, it gave you, like, I feel like Peter Quill in the game is more of a badass than the Peter Quill in the movies, you know what I mean, because, like, you know, I feel like Peter does stuff in the movies, but he isn't, like, you know, he isn't, like, you don't feel like he's really strong. You know what I mean? It feels like it's like a team vibe. Like they have to be together in order for them to to do what they've accomplished. But, you know, with with Peter Quill and this thing, you know, the different abilities that they gave him with the gun and stuff like that, I thought they were creative um, with how they decided to use uh, utilize the guns and make the new abilities and stuff. And and I thought it was was fun, man. So, yeah, I had fun trying to collect it. And they had, like, different things in there, like, you know, like small mini games, you know, every now and again. But, yeah, man. So I enjoyed it enough that I decided to make it my number three.
1: Wow. Yeah. Nice, man. Yeah. Very so, nice. Very nice. What about you, Mark? What would you pick? All your right. Number three? So my number three is Hades. Okay, I won't get into this one too much. We already know how amazing it is, but I'll just get into the highlights here. Uh, One, the combat felt amazing. Uh, To me, it was almost as good as Dead Cells. I think that was my favorite uh, combat in a roguelike, and it's almost as good as that. Next is the graphics. The art style, it's beautiful. Everything is beautiful. I love that the hub of the game changes throughout the game. Other roguelikes, it's kind of static. Uh, But this, the main hub, it always changes. You get more NPCs, different items, things change. And the last point I want to make that I liked is all the voice acting. For only 20, 25 bucks, all these characters are all the gods and goddesses are voice acted and they sound really good. So, you know, it makes you wonder when you're, you know, some of these triple A games that everything's not voice acted. It's like, dude, for 20, 25 bucks, these guys nailed it. So, it uh a second
0: way with murder, not putting voices on there, man. It's like, damn, you gotta be paying 60 for this this game and you couldn't put a fucking voice on it when this indie developer can do that. Like, come on, man, even if you had one person doing like eight different voices, at least give us some.
1: Yep, I agreed. So I felt like this game, man, this is like a gold standard for roguelikes man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Sir Knight raved about it last year. <laughs> uh, I got the privilege to play it this year. So this game, my number three, Hades. I love Hades, man. Great game, great game.
0: Nice. That's solid, man. That's dope. Yeah, for
2: sure. Oh, it's man. Cool, it's seeing uh it's on the list two years in a row, man. <laughs> yeah. So hey, it's that good. Dude. It's it's a that crazy good. game, so
0: good. man. Crazy game. dude. It might even
2: be the greatest roguelike ever made. I mean, it's that good. <laughs> it's pretty. I not one that's better. Dead Cells is the closest one, but this is because it's so voice acted. Yeah. And the way they integrated the story as you died. I mean, brilliant stuff, man. I mean, yeah. developers take some notes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> for
0: sure, man. We're getting close down to the, uh, the bottom two. We're
1: yeah, bottom two, the guys. Bottom two, man.
0: So, uh, yeah, so I'll kick off uh, the number two game of 2021 for me. Um, you're gonna be surprised, but I think Cyberpunk, I'm gonna be
2: surprised. It's cyber Cyberpunk villain.
0: 2077, man. Okay, All um right. Like, regardless of of when it came out, and it came out um at the end of 2020, uh, you know, and so it was like one of the the first games that I decided to pop into my PS5 or whatever just to look at it and see it. Like I said, I did not want to touch it because I wanted to experience all of its glory in PS5. But I think that game is fucking amazing. Like, the shit that is on the map. Like, if you just look at the city, like, I played it on a PS4 Pro the majority of time. Um, And, like, this was by far probably, like, one of the, the most fun that I had traversing, you know, or, or just like going, going around on the map, you know, just trying to uncover things. Uh, and it wasn't necessarily on like, uh, an armor type of gear hunt, but just the guns, man, just the different kind of guns that they had and just the different unique things, you know, um, the stuff that people would find, um, you know, the items that, that people would see, you know, the different things like that. Like, you know, like, oh, I I, I decided to go Corpo. So it's like, you know, four different uh, ways to, to start the game off and whatnot. Um, the fact that, like, you know, because I went Corpo, there's like special like suit armors that are like legendary that you can find out there. You just got to like hunt for them. Uh, the different scenarios that you may come across. Uh, While you're out there, Um, just like, you know, being able to, to like find all of that cool stuff. Um, You know, unfortunately, you know, as we said in other videos, like there wasn't a third person like that. So you didn't really get to see yourself much in those clothes unless you pulled up your menu and 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 it showed you on the side there. But you know, it was just like the idea of like having a suit and tie, you know, and, and dress slacks, you know, and being able to do that whole corporate thing the whole time. And then the cars that you had and the story I thought was cool. Um but I I really enjoyed like um you know CD Project Red does like a great job uh with their worlds and whatnot um adding the small like hidden quests and different things um but i feel like like this kind of like gave me one of those like fallout types of feels you know where you're just like running across the most random stuff um and it just makes you want to keep like looking for more things and you know this is a, a city so i mean you're coming across different people but like the different items like oh, there's a lot of stuff that you could just pick up like it and it might not be a reason for you to pick it up but you could pick it up you know what i mean so it's like just like coming across you know other stuff and and they're being like you know you might just happen to to look in the right you know container and there's like a legendary uh weapon in there that's like really dope and it was also nice that there was uh, set locations for certain things so that, you know, you could, you know, go through like a list of YouTube videos and find like a special weapon or something like that in particular that you're really looking forward to, to playing with or something like that. But I, I enjoyed the gameplay through and through. Um, you know, I had a couple of crashing issues, like when I first started, but all, all it made me want to do is just like close that bitch and then restart it again, so I could keep playing, Um, and I've been trying to push it back as long as I could um, for this PS5, you know, update or whatever, and I've managed to succeed this long, because there's been stuff to, you know, that I've just tapped into my backlog um, to push it back, but um, I know when I get on this, I'm going to be on it heavy. So it might be one of those things where I just say fuck it and get on it in January all the way until Elden Ring comes out and then just like, you know, just like play it. But I want to explore the rest of the map. I want to find stuff like, you know, even even to this day, I'm, I'm pretty sure the video that they made, like, I think mid this year where they were saying that there's still tons of shit that people have not found in this game yet it's still true to this day so i want to be able to like come across something that maybe nobody found you know and and, experience sure. that and be able to post that or something like that but i thought yeah. it was a great game and and you know regardless of the flack it got when it first came out regardless of the shit that you know i might have ever said you know i had problems with like i to the like Consistently, I've always said that this was like an awesome game, and that you should play it if you can get around those issues uh, with the glitches and stuff like that. That you should have this in your inventory at some point in time, even if you can get it for five bucks, seven bucks. Like it's totally fucking worth it, man.
1: Yeah,
2: dude. For sure, man. Five, seven bucks. I mean, absolutely. Like yeah. it's, worth that, it's worth more than that, man. Yeah, it's yeah. worth full price. I mean, I'm glad I waited. I'm glad I right. waited until they got almost all of the stuff worked through so you can play it through normally. But, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, this game was so much fun. I couldn't wait to get into my next fight. It's like, <laughs> give me someone else to fight, man. Like, it was just so much fun. Um, I couldn't wait to shoot my guns again. <laughs> like, yeah. it was just good, man. I, just, I love it. I'm, I'm going to play nice. it tonight, probably. Who knows if I'll play it again. But, uh, For sure. Nice, nice. Good stuff,
1: man. Nice. Well, all right, I'll jump into my number two, guys. My number two is Halo Infinite. Okay, I right.
0: hey, hey. got the
1: Deuce spotter.
0: Wow.
1: All right. So this is why, dude. This Go Halo, ahead. Halo Infinite. We have to think for a second here. Their multiplayer version is free. I feel like this is like a pivotal time because I've been saying this internally for years. Games like uh, Call of Duty. The multiplayer should be free. I feel like all multiplayer shooting games should be free. Like it's painful paying for, you know, the new iteration every year when they're nickel and diming you. I get paying for the story, and Halo got that right. You pay for the you pay for the campaign, but my favorite part of Halo is the multiplayer. It's like I love the time to kill in this game. It brings it back to Halo Three roots, where it's really like you're kind of jousting. You know, it's not like a Twitch shooter. Like you really have to play smart, position. Um, the maps are incredible. The performance on on a mid range laptop are fantastic. Um, you know, I'm happy they kept pushing it back I, because it just plays so good and it looks so good. Hmm. I do I do see the faults in the in the campaign. Like I feel like you guys are right. You know, the weapons it's very archaic, man. It's like the first Halo game, two weapons still, but they did improve. They added, you know, this overland map. It feels more like a world. This thing is not open world by any stretch of the imagination, but I feel like it's a good, you know, step forward, but I'm putting this at my number two, mainly for the free multiplayer that there's no restrictions to the multiplayer. You get all the features for completely free, just like any other Halo game. Um, You know, there's some, there's some controversy about how fast you progress, you progress to the battle pass, but who cares about the battle pass at all? You know, for me, it's all about the gameplay and this game feels incredible. I absolutely love Halo Infinite. Um, My favorite was Halo 3 and I feel like this is just as good or maybe even better than Halo 3 and it's free. Like I just can't wrap my head around this amazing game being for the free 99 package. It's just, I still can't fathom that. And I hope more game studios in the future, the multiplayer versions, I hope they take notes. I hope Halo Infinite is really successful so other companies can, you know, the multiplayer aspect I think should be free because it's monetized so heavily nowadays. So shout outs to 343. I didn't think it could be done because I've been knocking 343 my whole life. I hated them after Bungie left. But honestly, this is a solid, solid Halo game. I love it. I hope to be playing it for years to come. And, you know, I think it's an incredible game. So, my number two, Halo Infinite.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice, man.
2: Alright, Ray. Okay. My number two came this year is uh, Deathloop.
0: Deathloop? Oh, shit. Dude. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah, so Deathloop... Um... It, it it was really close to being <laughs> my number one game. There's really uh, one main gripe I have with Deathloop. Otherwise, I really really love this game a lot. My mm-hmm. only real gripe was I wasn't a big fan of the ending of this game at all. Like I thought this is um, the payoff for I think like all the exploration, all the intrigue, all the mystery that you like that that surrounding this game. I didn't think it was a big enough payoff at the end um so that's really my number one gripe really with this game otherwise this game is so fun this is probably the game I had the most fun with of any game and Mm -hmm. I've been talking about how much fun I've had with some of these games this year but this game was like so much stinking fun man like the combat was fun the powers were fun um learning about the world was fun so it was like it wasn't just a story it's like as you're playing and learning that was literally fun mm-hmm. like a lot of games they just kind of tell you a story and you're just kind of listening like oh, that's an interesting story you, you wouldn't say the story is fun like it's very rare when you'd say that but here the story was fun like the world was a story in, of, in, in and of itself um i i love the whole aspect of uh being invaded you know by yeah. juliana at a random moment in time um i just it just was nonstop with me for the intrigue. I, I was like learning something new every single day. It wasn't until the very end when I felt like, you know, the story let up. Otherwise, the story was so spot on the whole time. Um, it was fun um, getting my weapons powered up. Adding attachments was fun. Saving the iridium so I can use it the next day. Once again, shout out to a good roguelike mechanic. You have to give it. people something fun to do at the end of every run. They did that here. Um, the power powering up. This game, there's, like, very little I could say bad about this game. Um, I think they did a great job. I think people who don't like it, just, I guess they don't understand it. But I understand it. I get it. I think it was a lot of fun, man. Um, I loved creeping through the world. I loved, you know, having a second chance at life if I died. Uh, Mm -hmm. Seeing if I could kill the visionaries without being caught. Everything was just a lot of fun, man. I can't say enough good about this game. So, uh, clearly... um, Nearly my favorite game this year, nearly my favorite, but uh, really good stuff. That's my number two game this year.
0: Nice, man. I love that pick. I'm uh, definitely <laughs> interested to see what your number one is. I think I might know what it is looking at the list now, but I won't be too sure until we get to that point. But um, definitely some some good stuff. Uh, we've had, like, a, quite a few things that were, you know, pretty, like, spot on like identical on our on our top list just shifted in different areas and whatnot Mm -hmm. so it's nice to uh to like you know hear about them and stuff like that and see like kind of like what page we're on and stuff like that but um but uh yeah so um before we get to the number one pick of 2021 for our top 10 games we want to take a break for a second and get to the honorable mentions So, um, uh, Ray, why don't you give us your honorable mentions for 2021?
2: All right. So honorable mentions, games that I liked, I really enjoyed a lot, but they didn't quite make my top 10 list. I have, let's see, four games here that did not make my list that, um, that I thought were really good. The first one is Halo Infinite. I really did enjoy that game. But as you could see, those of you have been following, all these, I didn't have it on my list at all. All um, right. You didn't. I think it was a lot of fun. I think everything Mark said is right. With, I, I appreciate that they gave things away for free. I think that is the way to go, and that's the route to go. I think it's a lot of fun on multiplayer, but unfortunately, I don't play multiplayer. So any of those points that Mark added to it just don't don't matter to me at all because I don't play yeah. multiplayer. Um, I think they do have it right with the time to click kill. I think that's very inviting for new players, people who aren't big fans of games. I think all those points stand. I really just played the campaign. And while the campaign was fun and the gunplay is fun, there just isn't any depth there for me. They added some things for depth, but I just feel like they played it way too safe. And I didn't even think they needed to play it that safe. They could have just add a couple other things. I don't think anyone would have complained. Just allowing you to have multiple powers to click on, I think would have been a simple thing to do. I don't think yeah. anyone would have complained about that. So I don't really know what the whole Planet Safe was about, um, but it just they dropped the ball for me in that regard. I thought it was cool. We finally have kind of like a pseudo open world. Um, I thought it was uh, a lot of fun with the grappling hook. What a great addition! It's amazing how just one single addition can <laughs> it make it changes. so much more fun. And, <laughs> They they, they they did that. I just like if you made it just a few more risks, just how much better would it have been? So for me, Halo Infinite was a great game, but it didn't make my top 10. Um, the next game that I, I want to include here is Loop Hero. Maybe a lot of you don't know what that is, but that was a little indie game that I got on the PC. It was a, basically, um, it's like a, a turn-based game, and you have a guy that travels time in a loop. He just goes in one loop, and as you go through the loop, new enemies are added to the loop in random locations and you get like cards and you get to use those cards to add things to your loop to help you along the way you level up you get abilities and it's just a lot of fun to see how fat how well you can um uh how long you can last in your loop before you die because it's completely RNG it's like a roguelike so Loop Hero was really cool um the next game I really liked was 12 minutes I really enjoyed 12 minutes yeah. Um, that's a free to play game on the Xbox game pass. I thought that it had a lot of cool innovations. It's kind of like a loop game, like Death loop,
1: but mm-hmm. there isn't really
2: action into it, any, any action involved in it. It's pure, it's pure story. Yeah. Um, and it's a little clunky, the controls. I was not happy with the controls. Um, there were some things about it that I thought were impossible to get like without a guide. Some aspects, like there's no way you would have figured that out without a guide. So in some respects, it was unplayable to a point for me, completely unplayable. Um, but it was really cool and really cool ideas. I hope there's more games that are, that take advantage of those concepts. Um, but 12 Minutes was really a really neat experience. And um, the last one on here that I'm including is Far Cry 6. Far Cry 6 was not included on my list, but I did have a lot of fun with it. I enjoyed my time with it. I do think that it was basically just another far cry. They didn't do anything really new here hmm. at all. Um, so for me, because of that, because they didn't really do anything new, it didn't really do enough to make my top 10 list. But I still really had a good time with it. So that's an honorable mention. Of
1: mine. Nice. Gotcha. Very nice. So um, I'm going to jump in next. Um, so my first honorable mention was a game that's fantastic. I played it with Squid Joe, was Knockout City. So this is a great multiplayer-only game, where you play dodgeball essentially, uh-huh. and it was just very clever mechanics. Um, it had great uh, graphics, smooth gameplay. It always, you know, kept you wanting to play come back. They're nice and short and sweet matches, so you don't have to be encumbered by you know a long multiplayer game. It's just a short and, short and sweet. You pick it up, play it, put it down, and it's always a great time. My only knock on it was it should be a free game dude like you can play a free version but games like you know a multiplayer only games should be free because they're nickel and diming you with all these cosmetics they're throwing all these things in your face every time you play the game to get all yeah. these advertisements and you have to pay for that that's the slap in the face to all the customers so that's my only knock on it, it i feel like it should be a free to play game it probably will be free at some points it does have a free to try version where you can progress so far in it for free uh-huh. But a game like this should be free. But Knockout City, incredible game. Another game that was pretty incredible, but it was overshadowed so much by another game on my list, I couldn't put it on, was Dandy Aces. So Dandy Aces is a fun roguelike um, that we played back when they first previewed it on that Microsoft showcase. And then it came to ex- uh, Microsoft Game Pass, and I played it again. It's a honestly a really clever game, but comparing it to Hades... I just really couldn't put those two on my list. Um, Dicey Dungeons was a very different kind of roguelike game, so that's why I kept that one on there. But I feel like Dandy Aces is too similar to Hades, and Hades is better in every re- way. But I still really like Dandy Aces, and I do want to beat that game eventually. I do want to go back and play it. It's a really, really you know, nice, clever, cool roguelike game. So those are my honorable mentions for the year.
0: Nice, man. Those are solid ones. A couple of those, uh, like, I didn't even get a chance to play. So especially, like, Dandy Aces and stuff like that. So I might eventually get a chance to uh, go and check that out since it is on Game Pass. It'll be on there for a little while. But, um, yeah, so for my honorable mentions, um, the first one I wanted to mention, this one's, like, it's not a game that came out uh, recently. Um, So... That's why I, I'm kind of mentioning it, but because I enjoyed it so much um, it's Resident Evil uh, 7 um, Biohazard. Um, that one we had, uh, I think this year uh, or maybe it was like 2020 uh, where we got it for free, um, I think for a PlayStation Plus or something like that. Um, but I had it in my collection um, and uh, basically after I finished uh, Village. I was like, okay, they tied in the story. The story was just a continuation from Biohazard, and because I loved Village so much, I just wanted to go and see like how it all started uh, with uh, Biohazard. And uh, I was surprised, you know, Biohazard is uh, there's some things that are similar, but it was like a totally different game. Um, but I still actually enjoyed the game. You know, I killed that one in, in a weekend, so it didn't take like a whole lot of time. But I enjoyed the puzzles and. Um, you know, the strategies on how to get around uh, the area, you know. I saw where they took, like, where, like, they created a lot of ideas. They started a lot of ideas in seven and then added them to eight and just improved on them. And so uh, I liked, you know, being able to see that stuff. So I had great fun with that one. Um, Another one, this one's kind of like another one that was, you know, out for a while, but it was days gone, man. Uh, Like, that had been, like, one of those games that – I heard about um, a little bit, but I feel like it wasn't a whole lot of um, uh, publicity on it or anything. I feel like I didn't see it as promoted as much as I would normally see uh, a PlayStation uh, game, a PlayStation exclusive game. Um, But they gave it to us uh, for the PlayStation collection. And I played it on my PS5, man, and I loved that game. That game was awesome, It was a super big open world type of game, and it was just a lot to do. Um, And I thought the story was good. And it was almost like, you know, you're thinking you're like this close to the end of the game, and then there's more. And it's like, holy shit, man, this is like a lot of stuff that they put in this game. Um, But, you know, I had fun with it. Um and I enjoyed like a lot about it. Um, I'm kind of sad to to hear that, you know, there won't be like a days gone too, but you know, it it's understandable, you know, with the way the, the story ended, it's not necessary, you know. But um, so that was one um a game that came out uh I don't think it came out this year per se. I guess I got a lot of old ass games. My backlog was pretty long. Um, but this game did come out this year um for uh Game Pass. Um and it was Monster Train. Um, that was like a little indie game, but I had a lot of fun playing that game, and I was surprised. I think Ray put me onto it um and told me it was a a good game and I should check it out. And I downloaded that shit, and then I was just like, damn, I I see why this is you know, like a solid game. Like, why you would recommend this? Like, I could just play this bitch for like a couple of hours. You know, it's like, oh, I'll get another gaming. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, damn, I got almost to the end. But, I, I, you know, I just got beat, you know, because of the game mechanic or something. So it's like, okay, what can I get now to roll? And then, you know, making, like, the right decisions in your deck, it's, it's so random each time. Even though you're playing with, like, the same type of a deck, your, your cards are never the same. And, like, you might have, like, some OP rolls that make your cards, like, way better. Um, but, you know, it was just one of those things, like, well, I had fun. And it's, like, a cool little game that I'll probably keep it on my system. Um, and like, you know, when I'm not doing anything or just like when I just want to like shoot some shit real quick, just like a little bit of time, I might just pop it in, you know, you know, play it, you know, just for a little bit of time, you know, just to, um, you know, to, to waste some stuff. Cause it was like fun, you know? So, um, that was, that was, a, uh, you know, I had, I had a fun time. And then one last one, um, was Dodgeball Academia. Um, I was actually surprised about this one. This was like I think another game that freaking certain I had recommended. Uh, but this one was like it reminded me so much of fucking Pokemon, man, with the way mm-hmm. it played. Um, and you know, you have your different people that on your team or whatever, um, that I think you get like the whole time or whatnot. Um and it's just like, you know, the little battles each time and you know, and just trying to utilize your characters that that you your main character and then the characters that you have on your team. Um, to win in these damn dodgeball games, and um, it, it seems like it'd be stupid, but it's it's actually pretty fun and it's simple. So it's not like a taxing game that requires like any you know crazy like brain work or anything like that, you know. But it's one of those that you can just pop on and then just enjoy it for a peri- a short period of time, and get off. You know, I maybe mean? play a little bit through the story, stop, and you know, and get off. And it's just like. Tons of little missions and stuff like that to do. It's by far not like one of those that you would play for like a story. It's literally just pure, you know, uh, fun to play. That's why I would never mention it on my on my list of like top ten because it's you know it's not much there to it. Um, but you know, I definitely had some fun with it. Um, so it's it's definitely one of those like uh, time killers type of thing. I feel like that one would would work out superbly on the Switch. Um, I'm not sure if it's on Switch. It probably it is. is. Yeah, so I think it would be like one of those primo games to take with you on the go and whatnot. But, yeah, as far as my honorable missions, you know, that's that's it for me. That's what I have. So,
1: All right, time to move to the top games, man, right? the top number one. This
0: is it, man. It's the top, you know, uh, number one game for 2021 for all of us. And, um, you know, we played – we got a chance to play a lot of games, man, you know, with the addition of Game Pass and – all of the things that PlayStation uh, Plus gave us um, and just, you know, all the stuff that dropped, um, even though there was a, a fuck ton of pushbacks, man, it was still a lot, still a lot to play through. And um, this was, you know, it was a, a almost a tough selection for me. I feel like number one was like probably the easiest choice for me. And then after that, it got hazy. You know what I mean? It was just like trying to figure out, okay, where does everyone, everything else place? Um, but I'll go ahead and go first with the number one pick for 2021, and um, it was Deathloop for me. Uh, I said it. I said <laughs> it before. <laughs> I said it before um, when I had first started playing the game that I felt like this was like a number one for me, and I, I basically just like. Like, every chance I got, I was just, like, thinking about it and, like, okay, you know, like, the abilities and and the ways to go through it and just perfecting, like, how to maneuver through these areas and like you know t- almost trying to solve the 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 mysteries or whatever before the game was allowing me to you know it's just like you know trying to write stuff down in a book you know basically to like okay I should kill this person then here and here and here and whatnot even though the game eventually gives you all of the lowdown of the direction you know and path that you should go in it but I was enjoying it that much that I was just like you know trying to to find out the best possible ways to, to kill these guys. Um, The certain weapons, the, the abilities that you could use. Um, You know, I had a couple, I had like my two staple abilities, but like, I felt like all the abilities were pretty solid to use. So it gave you a lot of options. Um, But this was like one of those that like, I, I enjoyed every, every loop every time. And I felt like I was always gaining something when I died, so it didn't. It didn't really affect me. Um, I did feel like this game was uh, pretty easy, um, and it didn't really uh, require you to die too much. It's almost like you had to force yourself to die, so that you could restart it. Every now and again, you might get caught off guard or something like that. But um, you know, I felt like at least at the time when I played it, uh, the addition of Julia uh, popping in as a as a regular player like you or I. Um, was something that didn't really affect me too much. I feel like I could boss up on on everybody that jumped into my game. I just owned them all. So, um, but this is one of those games that, like, when this does come out for uh, Xbox Game Pass uh, next year, I think I'm going to download it again for that system and play it. But I won't play. I'll play Colt just to get the loop started. But as soon as I unlock Julia, I think I'm just going to go full force into Julia because I didn't get a chance to really enjoy her. Like I said, I felt like everybody and their mom was trying to play Julia and wasn't really playing Colt. So I couldn't really get a chance to, like, invade somebody's game and, like, do trickery and stuff like that as Julia. So um, that's one of those things that I hope to experience if there's enough people playing it, you know, that they're, you know, hopefully, like, as soon as it comes out, if I can get Julia, I'll catch everybody trying to play it for the first time as Colt, you know what I mean? And I'll just be able to ransack their game and own them and whatnot. But it's almost like it's two different games in that sense, because you have, you literally have to boost up Julia's uh, skill tree by killing Colt, you know, and it's, it's more of a challenge in that sense, because Colt can die, like, three times you know where julia's only got that one chance so it's like you have to be on point and kill kill colt you know that many times and so it's going to be tricky um so i'm definitely looking forward to that challenge but the guns the the extra hidden guns i think there were still guns that i just never even uh did the challenge you know to be able to get them or whatever so but i just had so much fun with this game And I loved every moment that I was playing it. And so that's why it's my number one.
1: Nice, man. All right, Mark. All right, man. so my number one is going to have to be Diablo 2 Resurrected. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay. All right. So, you know, Diablo kind of the action RPG genre is Diablo is the golden standard. All right. This game came out in 2000. Now, fast forward to 2021 and we have Diablo 2 Resurrected. Now, you may be asking, you know, isn't this the same game as 20 years ago? Well, actually, in fact, yes, it's built on top of the original game. You can switch, in bef- you could switch back and forth between the new graphics and the old graphics. But where this game really takes it to a next level is there's actually new ladders in the game the ladder, the, the funnest part of this game is hunting for rune words and collecting items. Well, every ladder, there's new rune words that are introduced, and these are the most overpowered items. In Diablo 2 Resurrected, they're continuing the ladders, so they're continuing to add new rune words that have never been uh, released, and also they're rebalancing, uh, you know, in this game, it's very, it's been out for 20 years, so the meta is very defined but they're committed to rebalancing classes that suck builds that suck to make it uh you know to make that uh you know a lure to keep coming back every season every ladder every ladder because you know that was always funnest part about diablo is there's a new season there's a new ladder all the time so if you quit the game you come back you're kind of still in the hunt the loot chase with everybody else so when you play the ladder you there's exclusive items and room words that you can only get on the ladder. So, you know, it makes it fun and fresh to know that there's new, never before seen items coming to the game. So it's just, I, I'm just so surprised. It's very, you know, sometimes you reminisce about a game and you're like, man, I wish they could just remake that game again with the same graphics, but it's very rare that a company actually does that, but they actually succeeded remaking the original plus adding, plus adding, New items, new things for the future to make this game probably go to for another twenty years, if you ask me. You know, I I wouldn't think that would be a bad thing. But I love Diablo 2 so much. Um and I recommend the resurrected version to anyone. If you play the game or not, I think you'll you'll love it, you know. I think you'll absolutely adore this game. So that's why it's my number number one pick.
2: Nice. Nice. Wow we not expecting that. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> All right, Ray, for okay. your number one pick, what you got, I think man? You
2: guys probably already know. Uh, I think I know. I think it's a de. Is a uh, disco elysium. <laughs> it's disco
0: elysium. Yeah. I knew it was. Man.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, disco elysium. Um, I. There's something unique here. The only real reason why. I even really picked up this game was because I heard it was a great game, but also because I heard they re-released it on the PS5, voice acting every line. So every single line here you see is voice acted. Like in the original one, not every single one of them was voice acted. And so that really intrigued me because I was like, if I had to read everything, I don't know if I would have liked this game as much. But because everything was voice acted and it was voice acted so well, like this had the best voice acting, better than Hades. This had the best voice acting I've ever really experienced in the game. And I just couldn't get enough of trying to solve the mystery because it was a murder mystery. Like I just could not get enough of that storyline. And the world was so well, it's all hand drawn as you can see here visually and uh, i could not get enough of exploring the world trying to find new secrets trying to find um, new dialogue sequences i enjoyed every single conversation i had and it was another one of those games where i just couldn't wait to jump back in and continue playing it to learn more about this world and try to solve this mystery and then what put it over the top for me which is the reason why i enjoyed this one just a tad better than Deathloop, loop is because this one had a Really cool ending. Like I had one of the most memorable things I've experienced in an ending. And basically what happened was when you finally get done with the game, the ending itself isn't that incredible, like finally figuring out the mystery. It's really cool, but that's not what put it over the edge. It's when you finish this game and you kind of come back and you're going home, you get stopped. And basically you're like an F up, like in your job. And the Bureau comes because you're a detective, like the Bureau or whatever comes and kind of gives you a lowdown of what you've been doing like the last few days, what you've been doing in the game. Every choice you've made, every decision you've made basically gets rehashed. And your partner, whether you were smart or helpful, sticks up for you. Other people you came into contact with will like stick up for you. And it feels like you, like not the character, but you because you made every choice, you made every decision. And so it's like a reflection on you as an individual. And I kind of walked away, kind of like feeling emotional about it. Like the journey, it made me reminisce every decision I made, every choice I made. And I was like, wow, that's such a memorable way to end this game. And it just stuck with me. And so because of that, because of that, I gave it my favorite game of 2021. It's incredible. It's a masterpiece in like everything it's trying to do. And that ending really made me feel like it was worth it. Everything was worth it in the end, you know. Really appreciated that. So, <laughs> Disco Elysium. Disco, man. Number one game this year for
0: me. Nice, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely. I gotta play, play this, play this soon. Out, yeah, for sure. But yeah, man. So that's it has been a long journey, you know. 2021. Uh, you know, that's that's it. That's all we have for our top 10 games. Uh, of twenty twenty one, uh they were pretty different but yet similar in a lot of ways. Um so, you know, but it's it's also like a good a good way to kind of get an idea of, of the type of games we like and what we play, um, you know, over the uh you know these these years, these time periods and stuff like that, you know? Um so it's inter- it's interesting to see what you guys like gravitate to more so and what will Trump another one, you know, I mean, like, what, like, you know, for rays, you know, what will uh, beat Deathloop, and it's awesomeness, you know, and it's (laughs) it's a a fucking storyline, that's what's going to get it, and, you know, and and Mariah, just like, you know, sticking with those, you know, with those trustees, man, this, you know, going back in time, and and getting some uh, nostalgia love there, You know, the multiplayer Um,
2: games, you can just see that's Mark's thing. Yeah.
0: A lot of multiplayers and stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, dude, uh, you know, 2021 has been a good year, you know, uh, you know, appreciate all the, you know, the 286 subscribers we have. We appreciate all you guys for subscribing. Um, if you haven't yet and you've made it through this whole year and you've watched a couple of our videos, you know, uh subscribe and also you know, like the video.
2: Come on, three hundred, um, three hundred before the end, end of the year. year. <laughs> yeah, you I definitely wanna get three hundred before got the a few end days of the year. left, man. Like get us to three hundred. Yeah,
0: man. But uh, you know, this is this is the end of the year, so you know it's gonna be a whole new year, a whole new year of games, man, and uh 2022. It's going to be a fucking banger, I assure you. There is a lot That's of stuff. TV if gaming. these bastards do not yeah. push shit back, we will be uh, in full force. You know, my pockets are going to be tapped because of these bastards. But, um, yeah, man, so we appreciate you guys for watching. Uh, everybody who's still listening to the podcast, we appreciate you uh, for that as well. Um, you know, uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, and uh, happy new year! Uh, we're gonna take a break, obviously, these videos will be released uh, over time and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back in full force uh, in January. So until then, we'll catch you guys later. Deuces,
1: Peace. see ya. I love you, me.